0: The Daniel White Show is proudly sponsored by High brew Coffee. And when we say we're proud, we're really, really proud. Because not only does High Brew Coffee specialize in cold brew that's less bitter and has more antioxidants, twice the caffeine, and lower sugar than your average cup of joe, every can you purchase helps support families that make the coffee industry possible. That means giving back to 3,600 members across 65,000 acres of Colombian coffee farms to help them achieve greater profitability with less environmental impact on the planet. So don't just drink cold brew, drink high brew. Go to www.highbrewcoffee.com, use promo code DWBrew20 for 20% off your order of a 12 pack and get cold brew that doesn't taste better but does better. Ship directly to your door. Show, we got the one and only amazing best rapper in North Carolina (laughs) and definitely in Wilmington, Lewis. What's up, Lewis? What's up, man? How you doing? Doing good, man. Yo, Garen has been speaking highly of you. For a very long time. time, I saw the photos he posted of you, and I was like, who the heck is that? Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Because you just think, uh that show at the, the Plant Outpost? Plant Outpost, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I watched that, and then I went to Spotify and gave me the links the other day, yeah, yeah. and I have nonstop. I drove up here yesterday, three hours. Your albums were on, I would say, at least an hour of that. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah, um, that's great. The Bobby Me music is amazing. I feel so nostalgic listening to it. So mm, I'm mad hype about this interview. Right. <laughs> or right. discussion. I don't want yeah. to really interview. We're having a conversation. Yeah, you're fun About music and stuff. So yeah. before we get started, though, I kind of pre warned you we have some icebreaker questions. Yeah. Um, I'm going to let you choose. I haven't seen the questions, and obviously you haven't, you haven't either. All right. So we have a green pack, an orange pack, and a white pack. So what What, what, you, what you feeling?
1: I'll take the orange pack. I was going to say green,
0: but whatever. Okay. You want the orange pack? Yeah, Let's switch see what it we up. Got. Okay. From computers to cars, cell phones to TV remote controls, of all the things you use that have buttons on them, what is your favorite button to push?
1: Damn, that's crazy. (laughs) Favorite button to push. Uh probably my phone, bro. I just I just checked we was in the bar earlier checking like your uh you know, most phones have like the healthcare part where you can see like the yes. hours you're on them or whatever.
0: Yeah,
1: I should say five hours on the average. So obviously uh, that button on the phone, you know, <laughs> to turn the screen on and off, I've pressed that a lot. so
0: You're just like, yeah, I need to, I need, to, I need to chill. Yeah, it,
1: I, I stay on my phone, man. Like, it's probably not the healthiest thing,
0: but yeah, you know, I mean, you know it's like I, don't know, I think people kind of give themselves a bad rep of like, I need to set my phone, blah blah blah, I need to chill out, and it's just like, mm, do you? It depends on what you do.
1: Yeah. I I definitely think, like, I think it's important to sort of like to know you ultimately know, like, when you've done too much. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. Uh, but no, I spend a lot of time on my phone just because I'm a very visual person. Yeah. And your phone is, you know, that's what that the whole is your thing visual, is. Like, exactly, yeah platform right yeah, there. There's exactly. Everything yeah. visual on your phone. So, so that makes Twitter, sense. Twitter, like, I'll refresh Twitter, refresh Instagram. Yo,
0: Twitter is the best social media network ever. It is, man. So you got to keep that refreshed.
1: I've been like an OG Twitter user. Like I used to be on there and I graduated (laughs) high school in 2013. I think I first got it 2014, like just on there talking trash, bro. I had to delete my (laughs) old Twitter account, like just get rid of this because I know, you know, don't want that to resurface.
0: Oh, yeah, later in life as you get more and more.
1: Yeah, and then, like, (laughs) at some point, my dad started following me. So, like, exactly. But that's the thing. Like, that's the formative time of, like, really... Like you face some type of consequences and I think that's like the time it'll set you up to remember it later. Like so when I go to tweet stuff now, I don't really tweet anything personal. Like I tweet my thoughts but I don't tweet like one time I did this uh I did like a feature for somebody. Yeah. Hey yo, you know, your boy out here making X amount of dollars. My dad hit me immediately, bro. I was like, yo, why are you tweeting how much you're making? Like <laughs> I was like, you just like, you know what, dude? Yeah, exactly. Whatever, bro. You got it, you know? Like, so then I deleted it. But now, even now, like, I approach business on a very, like, we talk about it. I'm never gonna, you know. Put it anywhere public. It just made me aware, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, and you should be careful what you put on social media. I yeah, mean, you know what I'm sure. saying. It's a great source, a great tool that we all use. We're artists. Yeah, you know, it's probably the the best tool we have. But yeah. like, you can't put too much of yourself out there because people are just nosy, and then they're yeah make assumptions about you, and then like you know. So our parents aren't necessarily always wrong when they say like yeah, no, no they
1: they mostly right. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we don't want to admit that's exactly. Like, yeah, yeah know, You get mom, older, no. it's you. You start to understand what they was talking about. And stuff. Yeah, so, yeah,
0: big yeah. facts. I'm with you though. I'm I'm, off, I'm off on my phone all the time. I'm an artist. I have both these podcasts on um, social media, and I'm just music and all that. I'm always on my social media, so yeah. I would say phone too. I love, it as far as I guess buttons. I said what buttons you like to press I would say my favorite button to press is the end button on the phone calls because yeah, I hate honestly, talking on the phone me so too, much.
2: My dog. <laughs> It's
1: the worst, bro. Or I don't like. I don't even like going to like drive-throughs, bro, or like ordering food on the phone. Yes. I tell my girl all the time, like she'd be like, "Yo, we trying to, you want to get Chinese food?" She'd be like, "Yeah, all right." So you gonna call? She'd be like, He's nah, like nah, You nah, need to call. Nah. I'm like, "All right, fuck it. we'll eat at home." You know what I'm saying?
0: Like, <laughs> or find the app where it lets you like choose the menu items without mm-hmm. talking on the phone. You can just mm-hmm. hit, you know, hit send and they'll just go pick it up absolutely you kind of get like a weird anxiety at least i do when i'm ordering so i think i'm gonna mess up yeah and you're like how do i greet this person when i answer the phone do i say good afternoon or, or, or how are you Yeah. yeah I, I just i hate thinking about that stuff so much yeah And i end up stowing over my order every time anyway so yeah. um but yeah dude yeah we, we, we're the same on that one there.
1: yeah i think by nature it's like phones are just like uh especially if you call a business to order something by nature it's not very interpersonal it's like yo What's up? I'm trying to get this. I already know what I want. You know what I'm saying? You waiting for me to tell you what I want. Like it's just done. Like the transaction's already done. I might as well just not even call you, bro. Like, you know, like and then after that it's over, bro. Like, absolutely. It's absolutely. Not my, it's not my shit, but oh man.
0: Whatever. But let's get through while we're here. Uh Lewis is a bunch of things. Um uh, my gosh, poet, rapper, painter. Um, I'm sure you you DJ. We talked about that a little bit as yeah. we came up and uh Do you produce a little bit of your beats? Yeah. Yeah, so you produce as well. Yeah,
1: I I, I think I have like one. uh, It's not under my name. I used to uh, do a collaboration called The Valedictorians. It was me and a guy named Cameron Tinklerberg. So uh, we like co-produced all that music together. I think that's like the only music I have out that's like, or in a couple of the singles or whatever, like I produced those and stuff. Okay, okay.
0: Busy person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> say that. Yeah, and I would say I am blown away. We're diving into your music, but I just want to let everyone know. Please listen to it. I'll put the link to all this music up below, yeah, and thank it's you. gonna it's gonna send you down just a nostalgia road because I know a whole a whole way here. I'm just like, man, what year is it? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying that's the idea. Man. Yeah, 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 sure. So yeah, let's get into it, bro. Um, before we get to music, I want some background on you, mm-hmm. born and raised, family life, and yeah. then tell us how you got into your journey with music and okay. art.
1: Yeah, um, so I was originally born in, like, Overland Park, Kansas, which is, like, what? Yeah, it's, like, my dad was in the military, so ah, I think yes. they was, like, on a move. or I, They was living in Kansas for a little while. Like, I can't tell you nothing about how it looked, like, weather, none of that. Yeah. Like, I just know I was born there. The first thing I remember is uh, we moved from there to Beaufort, South Carolina.
0: You know what it is, yeah. And,
1: I, I, like, I remember being there. Like, it's a spot down there that I, it's called the Chocolate Tree and I remember going to like the Boys and Girls Club and like just little like yeah. sporadic memories. Like uh, then we moved from there to uh, Camp Miramar, San Diego's military base out there. Oh my God! Yeah, so I lived out there from like that's like five to nine, mm-hmm. and then we moved to Jacksonville, North Carolina, which is like an hour from here. You yeah, know yeah. Or well, an hour or thirty minutes if you in Carolina Beach, but right,
0: right. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. So like I'm a rat. Oh my Yeah,
1: but I'm not like... That's the thing. We got there when I was nine or ten, so it's kind of like... Okay. That's your formative... Like, I remember stuff from... Like, I got into music, maybe, when I was in California. Right. And your I think your music taste is just kind of developed in that span of time. Yeah. Like, what you're exposed to as a kid. Like, I listen to a lot of Michael Jackson. Mm. And my parents, like... My dad was 30 when he had me, so he kind of had found like refound his religious beliefs and stuff so my parents started listening to gospel music heavy
0: i had that same upbringing
1: exactly yeah yeah. so i came up on a lot of like gospel r&b and then Mm -hmm. rap was kind of like held off from me it was kind of like what my parents got away from really yeah so i wasn't like my older brother put me onto that later on
0: so was how, how old was your brother
1: Uh, I think we're seven years apart.
0: Seven years. So I guess he had more of the... He probably had access to the Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. to
1: that type. like uh, We have different parents. So my sister... My parents dated in high school. Then they broke up. My mom got married. Uh, My dad joined the military. She had two kids. He went to Germany, had a son. Then they got back together, got married, had me, and then had my little brother. So my older brother, like gotcha yeah it's like a hodgepodge but we don't yes. really i never would tell anybody like my sister my half-sister you no, no yeah exactly that. like we was all in the same house so yeah yeah um my older brother he would get cds from his dad so his dad would give him like i think like chicken and beer was a big issue the college oh, dropout because yes, they'd give him Kanye, uncensored so. versions yeah, yeah so my parents was like nah you know
0: you can't so, read that in this
1: house exactly like, yeah, so yeah. they'd take them, you know but and he listened to like britney spears and uh Aaliyah, like just straight up pop records. Yeah. Too, you know.
0: Yeah. Did your parents have a problem with those too? No, nah, yeah.
1: they was cool with those. So like okay. I would listen to the first record I ever got for myself was maybe like uh I can't it was like a like a four C D disc of like Michael Jackson joints. Yes. And I used to yeah. dance when I was a kid too. So like Oh really? Yeah and okay. I would listen to like a lot of Michael Jackson and stuff and then the first C D that I think was bought for me was uh Confessions by Usher.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like of
1: my own, you know. And uh, I learned like all the words to that, and I was like eight, like. But I learned all the words to it, the backups, the harmonies, like.
0: Wow. I knew
1: it like front. Of, if you play it now, you can play any song on that record, like no. even the joints I don't I don't like, and I could like straight up front the like, back whole joint.
2: Oh my god.
1: Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know, time passed on, and then my brother put me on the um. It was the album by Pharrell called In My Mind. Okay. And it had like. It's a joint on there with Gwen Stefani. Do you like it? Do you have it like that? I got it like that. Do you... It was like a big joint. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But the last song on that album is this joint called Show You How to Hustle. And it's like this, that shit. Show you how to hustle. Carry squirt guns, shooting battle with muffles, trunk full of cash and a couple of bundles so we can sit, want to eat a bundle of truffles. But like, it was hard just listening to it. But then he like was like, yo. Like you get what he's saying, it was either him or my cousin he was like, "Yo, you get what he's saying. I'm like, nah, I just think it's hard, you know yeah, this sounds to good, it. like yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. and real, you know, like neptune's it's gonna sound like
0: well produced, yeah know? oh of course, every time,
1: exactly, like all the joints, even like even if he's just rapping on something, the structure of it makes sense. Because mm-hmm. he's coming off of doing that for so many years, like, and uh he had broke down the line carry squirt gun shooting metal with muffles. you know it's like carry squirt gun like a gun shooting metal like so mm. he broke it down and i was just like damn bro like i didn't that's crazy. i hadn't thought about the fact you could do that with words you know yeah yeah and then um that's kind of that started my interest, and then we moved from that house to another house and one time we had got grounded like my mom would bug out and be like mm. some summer she would be like y'all need to get out the house so then I'd be out the house, and then she'd just randomly be like, y'all can't leave the house, y'all need to be inside. Wow. And my cousin would do, like, just unruly shit. So we got, like, grounded one time, and we was chilling, and we couldn't go nowhere work for a minute. And he was like, yo, he put on this, it was bedrock, tiger, like. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, yo, yo, write to this. And I would write, like, poetry in school and shit. But he was like, yo, write to this. So I wrote a little, you know rap to the beat yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and it was like it wasn't fire by any means you know like it probably has some nice bars in it like if i listen to my shit from high school it, it has nice little rhymes in it and stuff but it was enough for me to be like oh okay word like i can do this You mm-hmm. know. and then to me in my mind it just was like well i have more fun doing this than i have going to like do anything else yeah like, going outside and playing exactly that. You were, yeah, like, you were, you and really i was i was 12 at that point so it was kind of like you know and we moved to a new neighborhood so it wasn't like i had homies it's a i got a friend named wakil who used to stay in my neighborhood like we would mm-hmm. kick it a lot but when we wasn't kicking it he was doing other stuff it's like i'm not hanging with nobody else my parents wasn't i wasn't going to the mall to just kick it so it was yeah like, all right well
0: you just writing? Yeah, just listening. To, listening to music, CDs, listening to beats, and mm-hmm. just kind of starting that journey. Yeah. Wow. So when did poetry come into play? Like, why Why poetry?
1: Um, I don't know. That's, like, more, I think, growing up, me writing poetry, I never read, I never noticed that I was doing that until I went back home. Okay. Like, after rapping, like, for real, you know, like, doing shows and stuff. And then I think I came back home, and my mom was going through stuff in the garage, and and then she kinda of presents me a folder like, Hey, look at this. I don't you probably really? don't remember this, you know. Yeah. And it's got like, you know, stanzas of me writing poetry and stuff. So I d I don't remember doing that as a kid but that's
0: great, but your mom had the evidence that you were. Yeah, I you was were doing, doing it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Before rapping and stuff. So. Wow. Yeah. So then uh, like at the end of high school It was kind of like, well, what are you going to go to school for? You know, like, it wasn't really an option if I was going to go to school or not. It was like, you're going to college. you're going to college. Yeah. Uh, And I think a lot of kids get bred. Like, you're basically bred to be a college student. Yep. Yep. I heard that from, like, you know, middle school on. My mom was a tutor. She's a teacher now. But Mm -hmm. at the time, she was tutoring. And I was in a, like, college readiness program called AVID. And they do it, like, you know, around the country or whatever. But, um I knew I was going to college, and I, when I was in high school, I was in, like, a little engineering program, mm. so I was doing, like, mechanical engineering, electrical engineering, and I was going to go to state, and then, I don't know, you know, you're in high school, whatever. I was like, ah, fuck it, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> my parents was, like, my parents was probably mad, but from the standpoint of, like, so how are you going to make money, you know what I'm
0: saying? Of course, that conversation comes yeah, up. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: what you should think about if you have a kid, like. You know, you want them to do something that is financially viable for of them. Of course.
0: And it, it makes sense of why parents are so avid about you going a specific path. Yeah, exactly. You know, but it's just like, how about what makes me happy? Yeah. You know, the money can come from anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, yeah, just keep going. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I, yeah.
1: I mean, I agree. Like, that's kind of the idea. I think, like, if you let your kid, um, instead of being like, okay, that's cool that you do that, you could do this and that'll make money. It's like, if, I think if more parents spent more time and my parents did eventually, you know, but I think if more parents spent more time being like oh, okay, word up, that's what you wanna do. We're mm-hmm. just gonna support you doing that. Yes. And like you said, the money'll come. You do anything greatly. Yes. If you stand outside and street and sweep streets, you know what I'm saying? If you exactly. do that to your highest capacity, it'll make money, you yeah. know. You're gonna you live. Work every day if exactly. you want
0: to. Mhm. You know, and you know, not good. I'm just a side note, I tell all the time, but even just watching people on Twitch, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. how that has boomed. There's kids on there who are younger than us mm-hmm. who are making millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> from playing video yeah, games. Yeah, for sure. Hey. <laughs> so I hope parents are starting to see that now. I was like, okay, actually, if my kid wants to pursue arts or whatever, just, just, just let, let them do go. it.
1: Because so, it's like, you know, it opened up my mind a lot. Um, But yeah, I was going to go to school for engineering and then. I was like, I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I had gone because of AVID, the college readiness program. I had went to UNCW a lot. Yeah, so I would go like every year, you know. Okay. And then my senior year, we went, came up here for a trip, and we was touring around the campus. And I remember this moment where we was—it's a—it's a hall on the campus called Dobo, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the science hall. And we were standing outside there. And I was standing there And you know You're your class or whatever And this guy came by On a longboard And he just kept going But for some reason Like And I don't have moments That are that clear often But for some moment It was For some reason It was just like Damn You know This is it You know what yeah. I'm saying I can fuck with this It was just still It was quiet I, I'm a very slow moving Slow talking Like Yeah I don't move fast at all So the moment felt very still And I was just like oh, word, so you saw like, you like Okay Yeah you know? This is it. Mm-hmm. And then I like, well, they were like, well, what are you going to go to school for? And I was like, well, I'll just go for poetry. Cause my idea was to always do music full time. Yeah. Even though I don't really, if you ask me, I don't vocalize it like that. I, you know, cause my thoughts about music or whatever, but you okay. know, that was the idea at the time to do music full time. But it was like, you can't go to, And they told me they had a recording studio on campus, which I found out they don't, where it's not accessible for every student. Okay. Okay. So they have it, but you just
0: can't go in there. I couldn't use it at
1: all because I wasn't in the, I wasn't in the comm. So I ended up going for creative writing with the focus of poetry, like, and that related around to music to be a better writer. Right. Uh, but yeah, if you're not in the com department or the film department, you don't have access to the recording studio. Whack. Yeah. So. Dang man. So you heard it that? I'm not working out you know, <laughs> that that part or whatever. So, but it got me. They sold me. Whatever. Fuck. I was to U C W. Wow.
0: So before we come back there, um, before we go back to college route, um, yeah, were you recording anything with friends before? Before, before then, then yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, I had uh, I used to have like a little. Uh, if you like. If anybody's listening, you Google a picture. It used to be like these little Microsoft microphones that would come with the computer. It was like a little uh, hub. And it had a little mic, like a little neck on it. Yeah. And we used to, I had this little Ikea lamp with a crane neck you could move. So we would tape it (laughs) to the, you know, (laughs) tape it to that and then record it. And then, um, like, I can't even remember what software. I think I was using Audacity, which is like free. Yeah, which is free, but it's trash, like recording software. (laughs) I'm sure people have done arrangements or whatever. If that's what you use, that's what you use. But, like, it's not great, you know. So I was using that, and then I got – my dad seen I was being serious about it, you know, Mm because I was, was like, for real in the studio, bro. Like, I did easily – you know, they say do 10,000 hours to master your craft. Yes. I did that before I ever went to college. Like, wow, I had already done a long amount of time, like, just in the studio, just writing. Yeah just beat after beat like get the next beat beat dang And just record them it just was like it just felt right you know what i'm saying i never considered whether it was the right thing to do it just was interesting for me right right um and then yeah so i went from doing that then uh he seen i was serious about it so he went me he went and got a little usb microphone and um then i uh I would hang that in the closet so my mom had like a library upstairs in one of the rooms so that's where i would do like a lot of the writing and then there was a closet in there too so i would hang the microphone from the closet and record and then i got adobe audition you know i would record it yes. in that. but i had no concept of like mixing and then i was rapping one time it was this girl and for her senior project she needed uh she was like hey i, I love your rapping like would you like to rap on my stuff and I was like, yeah, hell yeah. You know, yeah, it's That's dope. awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? And, and to me, it's like, I feel like, damn, you know, <laughs> my, whoever has asked me to rap on this shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, so then for a senior project, she had booked at a studio. So I go to the actual studio to record it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then we went there and then I had did another project called Free Written, like my senior year of high school. And my dad was like, Yeah, I'll pay for you to go. Uh, what Yeah so he paid for me To go back To that same studio uh, And then He ended up moving To Indiana Okay And then I went To visit him And he was like Yo if you got some music I'll pay for you to go again So we went to another studio In Indiana So What Yeah, I had, He really like Was fucking with my Like you know He just seen I was Putting time into yeah, it. Yeah
0: and his appearance Is like Hey, if he's doing this. I'm going to back it.
1: There you go. And I'm not doing nothing crazy, you know. Like yeah, you like I was saying earlier, I wasn't like smoking or drinking or really doing anything other than rapping. Like
0: yeah, that yeah. was it. Like so, in the studio in Indiana, how'd you find that? And how was that? How was that experience?
1: I think we just googled it. Like, or I think when I got out there, he had already been like, "Yo, I looked at some studios." Yes. You know, what what do you think about this one or whatever? And I was like, okay, we'll go over there. But Indiana's weird, bro. Like, Indiana looks like. <laughs> He was staying, like, in a nice area, but if you drive through Indiana, like, most places are gentrified by, like, it's, like, big sections, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You go to another place, and then it's, like, nothing. If you're in Indiana, and you hit the highway, it'd be, like, hood, nice, hood, nice, hood, nice, hood, nice. (laughs) Then we got to this spot, we passed the nice spot, and then it gets to the hood, like, and we pull up in this studio, and the guy there was cool, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was tight, it was one of the better experiences i've had in the studio but that was that might have been like one of the last times i went to an actual studio after that i learned how to uh you know yourself record yeah record myself but it was when we went to that session to do those couple of songs uh yeah the guy was like what made me record myself after that is because i would say like yo can you make it sound big Mm. and he would be like oh you mean reverb Okay, where? Click it. Then now I know. You know what I'm saying? Mm, like reverb, yeah. Yeah, but like most people just want to record it and then they want to leave. But I'm very like, I want to, I know what I want it to sound like. Mm -hmm. And I I had recognized that at the time. Like, I know what I want it to sound like. If I could learn the language of how to make it sound like that, then I don't have to, you know, go pay somebody, which I don't have a problem with. Yeah. The next album, we'll take it to a studio because I can mix it well, but there's somebody who does that. As much as i rap you know
0: so. exactly it's, it's good to work with other people you yeah, know it's exactly. good it's good it's good to know how to do those things but it's just like okay when we get another view or perspective on you know my work and see what happens exactly yeah. you know what i'm saying
1: somebody to take it to the, another place that i can't take it on my own like
0: right right i'm curious because you mentioned you know your parents being you know religious you know mm. i'm not what what were you rapping about that i guess made, yeah I made, so okay. at
1: first that's the thing like at first he heard some of the stuff I was doing on my own. He was like, bro, I'm cussing a lot. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. saying. Yeah. And I cuss in regular. Like, I just am a person who cusses a lot. Like, yeah. I could not do it. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, I've stopped doing <laughs> it. Especially when I was going to school, you know. You can't do that, like, regularly. But now I've made the space where I could do it. And I like doing it. It's nice for me. So I still do it. But, yeah. like, at the time. And in my music, I don't a lot. You know, if mm-hmm. you in conversation I do but in music if I do then it's intentional or whatever but at the time yeah. I was cussing a lot like as as a way to I think a lot of rappers will cuss as a way to like fill a space Yes
0: exactly yeah so then yeah.
1: he was like and just saying generally derogatory shit so then he was like yo like if you're going to rap Cause I was afraid to play it. You know what I'm saying? Cause I know what I'm saying. you like, know. Yeah. So then he's like, yo, he's like, he would be like, yo, play something for me. And I'd be like, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, then go and just record more. Like, but eventually it came to a point where I had to play it for him and he was like, or he heard it on his own. He wouldn't seek it out on his own. Oh, really? Yeah. And then he was like, yo, like, I'm not going to tell you what not to do, but like, think about what you're saying. Like, if you have the ability to do this, some people can't do this. So consider what you're saying. Like, yeah say something that means something like and I was like word you know yeah it really it just made me think about it and before then like I used to ask him yo can I go to the mall and he would be like well why you want to can I go to the mall to hang out with people in middle school and high school Mm -hmm. and he'd be like well why do you want to go to the mall and then I could never tell them like yeah a reason that made sense to me you know what i'm saying like, so then walk around. like yeah exactly yeah, exactly you know i'm gonna go walk around with well, what money you got no oh, shit, i don't got no money you know then you're just looking for trouble at that point like so then it's like okay word you know and that reinforced i'm a homebody now like so oh, it wow reinforced my, that came from that yeah and my parents are both like that too well yeah. my dad was you know so yeah
0: i mean thinking back and i've had that conversation with my mom too she let me she didn't let me do everything i wanted to do when i was growing up and it it made sense of mm-hmm. what those kids were doing. Yeah. You know, they, a lot of them weren't saying them all. A lot of them weren't just, you know, casually just chilling. So Looking you, back
1: on it, do you feel like that? Like, do you look at that positively or negatively?
0: Positive. I, I did. I, I would have loved to hang out with my friends and be in that space and be free to do whatever. But I under, now that I'm an adult and I see what happens in those situations where yeah. kids are out just lingering, it's a positive. Yeah. You know, I hate to say that because, you know, we hate, I hate me my parents were right. My mom was right. My dad was right. But, no, they they're, they're all right because you didn't have any money. You're walking around. Obviously, you're you have idle minds. Yeah. And you're going to start doing stupid stuff. Yeah. So, I, I would say it's positive. Yeah. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. yeah. My, yeah.
1: Mentor, my mentor said that all the time. Like, idle hands. Idle minds. Yes. Like, you know. Anything exactly. after 12. He'd be like, bro, just go home after 12 o'clock. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, even from, you know, even from doing shows and shit, like. You do the show, you with the homies, like, then you leave. Like, I don't try to... And I'm just, like, I have an issue with talking to a bunch of people at the, time, at the same it's time. It's overwhelming.
0: The oh, God.
1: People don't understand that, like, a lot of people who they look at as entertainers are not people, like... It, just because I can, hop on, I can hop on stage and do a show for X amount of people, it yeah. doesn't matter. You know, like, that's the thing. Like, after that's over, me talking to X amount of people is not the same. That's a personal... And it depends. Like, I'm not the type of person I could have like 20 conversations and, mm-hmm. and very, like, float across the surface on the end. To me, it's like, I'd rather just have one that means something. Yes. And then I'll get whatever from that. And Absolutely. hopefully they get whatever from that. You know?
0: Yeah, it's crazy how people kind of deem artists as being, I guess, assholes and they don't, you know, cater to all their needs. Yeah. And they oh, he didn't talk to me. He didn't sign this. He signed this. Like, dude, they're people. Yeah, exactly.
1: They have stuff going on. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have lots. Yeah. I might be thinking about. Whatever with my cat, like that's the thing, like my <laughs> yeah. and the artist's brain is like on everything, like I may be thinking about, yeah, it sounds like the cat thing sounds like a joke, but then at the same time, like earlier, my cat we only have one, mm-hmm. so when I come home, I feel bad, like
0: mm-hmm. oh, he come out the back yeah. like lonely, yeah, what up, dog, you know what I'm saying like, <laughs> like what up, dog,
1: and then I know he'd been there eight hours like. But that's something that really will weigh on me so i may do something then i get done and now you're talking to me like i gotta do something for you mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and i'm thinking about my cat like it's feeling sad about it you know like it sounds small but you know in my mind that might be everything in the moment like yeah. i think you know some people don't consider that but yeah
0: they don't they yeah. are. it's very selfish it's a very entitled thing to, you know to, to believe that an artist has to take that photo with you or do whatever with yeah. you. It's just like, dude, they have stuff they're going on, you know, but, you know, if you mm-hmm. listen to this, stop doing that, please. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. I um, was curious because of your style and maybe it was different back from when you were, I guess, um, a teenager and coming up because it sounds, you sound now is obviously very 90s. To me, it's very classic and I don't want to put you in the box by saying that. It's yeah. just, you know, the vibe I feel from it. Were you listening to the Nas's, the Wu-Tang's, the, you nah. like that? Whenever, <laughs> where?
1: That's what's funny. Like, no, nah, no. Nah. Because I didn't like. I didn't grow up on hip hop. Yeah. So my understanding of hip hop is literally from In My Mind by Pharrell. Or not anymore, but you know, at the time at the time that I made Saturday Night Cartoons, mm-hmm. it's like In My Mind by Pharrell. The cool by Lupe Fiasco. Yes. Every Kendrick Project. Yes. Every J. Cole project. Yes. Uh I'm trying to think about like what I referenced immediately. The outcast songs that I had heard. Okay, yeah, yeah snoop like if i go to the studio that's my when i think about delivery i have two ways i'll deliver something with a lot of attack the way that i naturally rap and like um i think like yeah i need to be like i need to put my snoop on you know what i'm saying and then i will like i'll find a way to kind of you know what i'm saying snoop has yeah. the, ni- the nicest finesse on the
0: microphone oh my gosh every song every feature
1: Mm -hmm. and it's not just like he does the rapping thing but then he also has this thing that he does on the side where it's like and then i went to the stove you know what i'm saying like but it sounds silly but doing that paired with the rap makes the rap like dissolve on the ear almost you know what i'm saying so it's kind of like i think about that so uh that's pretty much like what i had listened to at the time Yeah, yeah yeah and then since so I did Saturday Night Cartoons I'm working on a second album And I was telling you We were doing a podcast Where we would listen to Old hip hop albums And new joints So yes. that's where I got exposed to Like you know Black on both sides By Most Deaf, mm-hmm. Reflection Eternal Most Deaf, And Talib Kweli <laughs>
0: Yeah exactly You know um,
1: What else Equimina mm-hmm. uh, Southern Plain Listed Cadillac Music
0: mm, Of course yes
1: now, and that I had mentioned earlier, like, you know, once you, we were talking about smoking or whatever, like, yeah. you, you know, you can appreciate it when you're older. Yeah. Like, yeah. music, I'd like to catch it when I can. And I'm self aware about the fact that, like, it wasn't just something that played in the background to me. Like, it was something that I was able to digest because I'm done with college listening to this for the first time. Like, mm-hmm. now I'm really thinking about what it's saying. I could really you know, interface with it rather than it being like, you know, whatever. But
2: yeah, yeah.
1: even before I had heard any of that stuff, I would go do shows and people would tell me like, hey, bro, you sound like Big L or not anymore. Like my rap has changed a little bit but has it? Okay. at the time. Yeah. When like when I first was doing stuff and first performing, I would get Big L mm-hmm. and Chance the Rapper because I used to do like, ah, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was doing that, you know, I ain't going to say, you know, I was doing that first, <laughs> but I was doing that a while ago, so I would do before that. Before it became the like a Yeah, popular before it was thing. like his thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so. Yeah. I wasn't, yeah. It wasn't a lot of old hip hop influence, but I found it the same way they found because I did, I made something in the room out of like out of imagination and sure just desire to create. They make hip hop out of imagination and then like a desire to create. So Yeah. We connected without me having to go find it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's
0: that's awesome. I mean it's good if you get those references. And you know, I think i think with Vince Staples who said this was just like I think a lot of people were kinda of, would be shocked. It's like, Oh, you haven't heard of a big L, you haven't heard of a Nas, you haven't blah, blah blah it's like, dude Different, gener- different different generations. Yeah, I'm I'm you know? like,
1: uh, I'm 25, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I shouldn't have, if nobody put me on, you can't expect me to know that.
0: There's no, you know, yeah, like your most deafs so or like yeah. Big L's or like, you know, um, just KRS-One. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah. dude, they're exposed to different things on their radio stations growing up <laughs> than we were yeah, back in the me day. me and
1: Jacksonville, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just put me on. People in Jacksonville are not creative. Like, yeah. they're yeah. like, not all of them, you know what I'm saying? But like, It's it's not a rapper that you know out of Jacksonville. You know what I'm saying?
0: No, it's not. Nope. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) it's not like
1: people come out of there trying to do shit creatively. So there'd be no way for me to find that. Like, unless somebody put me on. But, you know, then I got to college and I'm performing with... So when I got to college, I was performing with, like, a live seven-piece jazz band. And me was the front man. It was a a bunch of us. It might have been seven-piece. It was something like that. That It sounds
0: phenomenal. It was
1: cool. But (laughs) I had gone from not performing at all to that you know wow so i'm in a bar with a microphone like it's like oh yeah exactly literally <laughs> like that like looking at the ground rapping the shit and then you know a year passes you do 100 shows another year passes you do 100 shows you do wow. more than that you know what i'm saying like but yeah i mean you doing doing every weekend yeah they're going every night you can freshman year go you know sophomore year gone like wow you do it's friday saturday sometimes sunday friday saturday sometimes sunday monday through friday school you know what i'm saying like my shit was
0: going yeah Bro, that's crazy so i guess back to college obviously you chose the um the poetry creative writing route mm-hmm. um and you were still doing music of mm-hmm. course so how were you able to balance the, the obviously they kind of worked together yeah but obviously you still had school to focus on make sure to get in there and all that so how yeah. was your experience in in, in school and stuff?
1: i don't know how i did that shit man because <laughs> <laughs> you're doing like you're performing music i mean really to me i always considered school important mm. like that's pretty much, that's the, that's why it worked, I guess. Because yeah. I never thought, like, school, I never felt like school was, like, a distraction. Like, I had shit going on in my personal life. Like, there's music, there's school, and then there was my life at home, you know? Yeah. And stuff that was going on at home. So, uh, with my family and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah of course. And then... And even then, like, even in my personal life, I considered that separate from music, too. So those three things was running in tandem. But I always school, considered school to be important. If I took a class, then I was I would try to, excuse me, understand how that related to my knowledge, you know, yeah. in rapping as well. Like, right. an anthropology class in college, some people were like, Pfft, that's a, that's a, like, uh, what's it called? An elective. Like, yeah. why should I matter about that? Yeah, it doesn't it's... relate to what I'm doing. Right. But it does, because if you think about, I'm rapping to the people. Anthropology is about the study of people Whoa. and the understanding of how shit stratifies in a society. Mm-hmm. I want to understand that. You know what I'm saying? Even, like, uh, I'm trying to think a class that I took that really had not shit to do with my rapping at all, but that's what I'm saying I can't consider that like, yeah, like you, all of the school matter so, right
0: you saw every class as an opportunity to learn and to use your brain and mm-hmm. you can you can um, I guess connect that to whatever you're doing and whatever you're writing and all that yeah. that's a very good that's a, that's a very good way to see everything
1: yeah I mean cause like it's like I talk to my mentor all the time his mentor is a 5%er which I mean I guess I'll let you look at that it's, it would take a lot of explaining but yeah. basically they have tenets of like learning, which is knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. If I know something, I read it, now I know it. I can regurgitate it back to you. Mm-hmm. If I'm wise about it, let's use rapping as an example. Okay. I know how to rap. Right. Wisdom is, to, is the action of applying your learning. I know what to do and what not to do as a rapper. Understanding is my ability to teach that to you and to understand in my understanding of the concepts. You know, like, I can understand how this relates to life as a whole. I had did so many hours of rapping that by the time that when I got to college, it was kind of like. Once you know knowledge, wisdom, and understanding in one area, you know it in everything. That's why I was able to pick up painting and learn how to do that. I right. understood what process is. I knew how to exercise or not exercise something. I knew, you know, how to relate this to the other arts or to my life in general, and you know, yeah. yeah. So, I guess. In short, like to balance that with music, music is kind of like I don't know. I was just doing that. It was like school, and then I could separate in my mind. Okay, I'm going to the studio, and then I would go up to the studio and be there for six, eight hours, ten, twelve. You get up the this. next morning, yeah. Go to class. Go to class.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, that's so crazy.
1: But it was fun, like
0: yeah. It didn't feel like it didn't feel like work.
1: No, nah, yeah. I just learned. I learned for four years. You know what I'm saying, like God. in a way that. Most people, I knew that I had the ability to do that in a way that most people didn't. If I was like, and I had homies in Jacksonville who was just working, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like when you're working, it's not like going to school because school is like predicated on you learning. Working is predicated, obviously, on you working. So, right, right. They want to keep your mind occupied because you have to do a task. Yeah, yeah. You know, so
0: that's a perfect way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we, and I'm going to go back to kind of bounce between you being producer and rapping. Yeah. Are you probably rap more than you produce, I'm guessing?
1: I probably do them both. Ooh, uh, yeah, equally. Now I've been rapping more because I'm trying to wrap this album up, but yeah, yeah I do yeah. them both equally. So
0: how was your, and I'm sure, I know you were doing it back when you were, you know, in college and all that, because you said you had a little um, audacity. Were you, can you make beats on that?
1: Nah, so when I was in, uh, am I talking too much? No. Oh, okay, no, word, no, I'm not good. trying. You no, know I want like, you,
0: I'm, I'm, I want
3: this. Yeah, okay, yeah, good, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Nah, when I was in high school, I told you my brother had got kicked out. When he comes back from the Air Force, like, on a break one time, it was like, yo, bro, you heard of uh, FL Studio. I was going to ask you about free Yeah, exactly. So, I was like, um, nah, bro, like, put me on. So, I had this little computer. It was, like, not that big. But he put it on my shit. So, I made a couple of beats on there, but they was trash. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... And I'm, like, I'm rapping. My level, even now, you know, like, visuals, anything, my like, bar of, like, this is either it or not was high. So, when I was making those beats on there, I was like, this is not it. I can't rap mm. on this. I can't get off on this. So, yeah. I just stopped doing it. And then, um, when I got into college, the keyboard player in the uh, band I was in, Temple 5, he was like, yo, I got Ableton. I'm like, well, what was that? He's like, well, you make beats on it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So then, I was like, oh, shit, where up. Like, I'll come over your crib. We'll kick it. You show me how to do it. You know, we'll make some beats or whatever. So, uh I remember I was at uh Paxson in the mall and I heard this joint and it, I can't even remember the song but it hit this part where it was like oh uh oh, oh, and I was like oh shit that's hard and at the same time I had seen this video with, um J. Cole making the beat for uh uh Power Trip with Miguel oh yes but in the video like to me, I have to see somebody do it. And if I see somebody do it, I can do it. Like yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have no doubt in my mind. If, if I could watch a person do it, I could do it. Because you're a human. I'm a human. It's, it's you know. That's uh, how it is. So, exactly. So then he'd do the thing. But he, like, it's cool because he take this, like, it's like a crash cymbal. And then he take it and he slow it down. And then it's like, it go from, like. That was <laughs> how that beat went. Yeah, and it was like. Yes. And then he do the you know what i'm saying like he do the whole beat around it so then um and this guy named uh john bellion and he like uh it's a video of him making the beat and he it's the most inspirational shit bro because it's like he get up at two in the morning he on the elevator and he like yo i had this beat in my head and he is like the drums for he's like do do
3: do 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 do
1: you know what I'm saying? And then he go in the studio and he literally plays on the shit. Like, take these <laughs> drums,
3: break... do do, 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 do.
1: And he make this song. It's called Jim Morrison. shit is fire as fuck, bro. Oh, my God. And, uh, like, um, so I go into the studio with that. You know what I'm saying? So he kind of showed me how to navigate around Ableton and the first beat. I It had the same kind of bounce to it then as Power Trip. But it had the... oh And we, like, made this joint and that was it. That's, like, how I started producing.
0: And that was kind of your first... I guess, beat that you were happy with.
1: Yeah, that was like, I could rap over this, you know. And then wow. I got Able, I got uh, FL Studio again because I couldn't get Ableton on my computer at the time. So okay. I got FL Studio again. I made a couple beats. I put out this mixtape uh, called, damn, I can't even remember what it's called. I don't remember. I put out this mixtape and uh, I made a couple beats on there and some of those I had recorded when I was up there with my dad or whatever. But I just had them like Word. chilling. Like, uh, and then, uh, yeah, I made those and then that was kind of like yeah, was oh, the, shit, you can the make it you know? Okay, yeah. And cause... I didn't want to pay for beats. That's really that was the main motivation. Like Yes. Paying yes. for beats is expensive.
0: Very, very, very expensive.
1: And especially at that time. <laughs> now you could go to YouTube and it say, you know, Mick Jenkins type beat. It's say Sabba type beat. Joey mm. badass type beat. Yes. Any type of beat, you know. At that time that hadn't even existed yet. Nope. So it was like if you wanted a beat, you had this was a guy named Birocratic. Like, I like my standard for what a good beat was, was high. So it was like, for me to get a beat from you, like you could lease a beat or you could buy it. You mm-hmm. lease it, it's 50 bucks. I wasn't working. Uh, it's my freshman year at college. I have no money. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not about to ask my dad for 50 bucks. For for, for one beat? To lease a beat. I don't Lisa, even own oh, it. He would have been like, yo, what the fuck? Like, Heck no. Hell no, bro. Like, you better learn. He would have told me the same shit I ended up doing. You better learn how to go make some beats. Like, <laughs> and that's what I did. Fuck it, you know.
0: <laughs> that's lit. You know, and I, that's... And so I'm happy you're a producer, too, because it's not, no, nothing wrong if you don't want to produce. Those right, are rappers don't want to produce. But mm-hmm. that, and 50 bucks is low. I mean, you got rappers, rappers producers selling beats out here for thousands of 1, dollars. 1500
1: That's what I'd sell a beat for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'd sell a beat for a lot of money because yeah. I yeah. know, like, you know,
0: a good, a, a it's going to go somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I ain't hating the, hating the, hating the player. You know, mm-hmm. if you sell a beat for that much, you probably deserve it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But if you can take the time... To learn how to do it, it can save you some money long run. Yeah, obviously you still work with producers. I yeah, mean, I'm sure you. I mean, not everyone was wraps over their own stuff all the time. Some do, I guess, maybe, yeah. but nothing wrong with that. But you know, it's fun to work well, It's rare, people. you know.
1: The people who do that are like Pharrell or yeah. Kanye. Okay, exactly. And even
0: them, they probably still probably get somebody do the drum. You know, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's not always them all the time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. There's power and teamwork and uh, collaboration, mm-hmm. but. Um, that's great that you learned how to do that for Ableton yeah. and, um, and Free Loops.
1: And Saturday, so Saturday Night Cartoons, like, so when I was playing with the band Temple 5, everybody in the band kept telling me, yo, you need to meet this guy Sam Brown. You need to meet Sam Brown. You need to meet Sam Brown. I'm like, all right, all right. You know I'm what I'm like, saying? Yeah, 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 relax, you know. So then we go to the show. I'm thinking Sam Brown. Just the name makes you, it makes me think of like a black exploitation character. You know, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm Sam Brown. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everything he say, rhyme and sentences and shit. He come in with a fur coat and shit. Big ass black dude. That's what I saw in my head. Then we do a show, and it's this skinny white dude over in the corner with a laptop bag on. And he don't, he not really saying nothing to nobody. Okay. I'm like, yo, who is this dude? they like, yo, that's Sam. I'm like, what the fuck? you like, huh? Bruh, I know. Then he set up. i never seen an NPC before. Like, so an NPC is like the drum machine. It's okay. made by a company called Akai. That's like the drum machine that everybody so standard combo. Yeah, 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 you go to like a real recording studio, they have an Akai in the NPC. Gosh, I've heard that name yeah, before. like they have an NPC in the studio. Or yeah. they should, you know. So he plug it up like he just start playing beats. Bruh, I was like, oh, now I get it, you know? <laughs> so then mm-hmm. I didn't approach him like, yo, I'm trying to get some beats. And if I did, he probably would have been like, you know, same way. I was like, yo, relax, you know? <laughs> so then, but somebody told me he engineered music too. So for that same project I had made those beats for, I had was like, yo, can I come kick it? And could you record some shit for me? He was like, yeah, man, fuck it. I, I fucks with you. So um, I would go over his crib. He used to live... So I lived downtown, he used to live on 2nd Street, like, mm-hmm. it was kind of close to the water or whatever, but it, it sucked to get over there. But I found, you know, some way to get over there, and then yeah. uh, I recorded those joints, and he was like, damn, bro, like, you kind of, you kind of nice. But he didn't, like, it wasn't like, you're a good rapper. It yeah, was he was like, like, man, you got something. You I know? see
0: what I see, I, I see it.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, I think he gave me some beats. I had some beats on a hard drive or something like that or whatever, but he produced all the Saturday Night cartoons and the second album. Yeah. Wow. So, like, just through that, you know, well, I kept, I would go down there and just politic with him. That's a whole story, too, you know. That's insane.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I'm curious, with the early releases, now we're come on the your releases now. What about the 17 release of You Changed Up? Uh, what'd you say? Uh, you Changed Up, 2017.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I made all those myself. So, yeah. that's, all, that's all you. And uh, actually, no. Red Dragon, Blue Dragon was In me and Cam. Yeah. So I co-produced all of the beats, and then some of the beats I made myself. If you gotcha. read the track titles off, I could tell you, but uh, there's a song on there called Red Dragon, Blue Dragon. That's the first one, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I produced
0: that
1: with Cam, and, and then there's a guy named Sean Mute who plays saxophone. He go by Wildfire. He produces music too. Tristan Burns, they play saxophone on there. Oh my God. And that came by like... So, you know, you're around a bunch of people who play music, and exactly. I would go to Lake Crib, and I'd just be producing records, you know? Yeah. So, I remember I had made, like, the main part of the beat. Me and Cam made the main part of the beat, and then Sean and them came in, and they carrying their saxophones. I was like, yo, wait. You know, I got this idea in my head. So, I sang the, whatever the melody for the hook is, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, they was like, oh, okay, we're Did it, recorded Done. it. Done.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: then... uh I'm trying to think of what five two five two Alabama Avenues on there. Mm-hmm. Sam Bounce. produced that. Mm-hmm. Bounce, I produced that. It's a joint called Blow the Whistle. Yep. My homie Rainey produced that. Or We like co-produced that. And we had a little argument over that beat too. Yeah. You like. know,
0: and, and all in with Blow the Whistle.
1: Yeah. So yeah, that's a. Oh yeah. So I I wonder what he played on there. He might have played like the 808 or something like yeah. that. But that's a Cam too, who so, I was doing the valedictorian shit with.
0: Awesome. So this is all. A collaboration, I mean, you yeah, were these are people friends. like
1: because I was like in the studio all the time, so yeah. But me and Cam, who goes by Allen, like we were in a group called the Valedictorian, so it was us two. So I would like we were producing records for people and songs for people, and then we had records for us, like we make something super high. I'd be like, yo, I'm gonna rap on this, yeah, yeah this is ours, we'll exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then uh, that's kind of how that happened.
0: That's dope. And you met them just by the at school, so Cameron was my
1: keyboard player for the jazz, the jazz band jazz temple route. five yeah. yeah and then um rainy i met probably through cameron he was making beats sean so cameron used to play for a band called uh what well, still does called coastal collective which mm-hmm. was like another live band with a rapper named jared uh jay sales and um, sean was in that band and then somehow tristan was in the mix like it's just all people you know you end up yeah. meeting whatever all homies yeah yeah, yeah yeah and then I ended up doing like I mean like Beats and Coffee which is like a group in town we, it's like a bunch of record producers and stuff
0: that's dope Yeah. Wilmington? yeah yeah yeah
1: and uh, so Rainy is in there Sean's in there mm-hmm. under the name Wildfire mm-hmm. uh, and a guy named Rizzy Beats and and then it's like uh, Cameron too and then it's like unofficial members in different yeah. states and shit that we've just acquired you know from doing compilations
0: that's amazing. Yeah. And this, oh, a lot of these people were in the jazz. jazz. Yeah, a lot of too. these people are like,
1: these people are all going to the jazz shows at that time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So tell us about the jazz shows. Obviously, you mentioned the first one where you kind of like, you know, your first few, I guess maybe you were kind of like rapping at the ground, yeah. kind of nervous, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So how did that transition into, I guess, you going? Regularly performing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I went from doing that and then it's like, yo, we got this book that whatever. So then you're going, now you're playing everywhere. So it's not, you can't be this guy. You know, all the time. Eventually, yeah. somebody's going to... I would go to practice, and they'd be like, look, bro, you, you need to yeah, get some energy. Yeah, just like, exactly. yeah." And you want to do it. Like, you know, I've, I grew up watching Michael Jackson. I know he does the triangle on the stage. Mm-hmm. I know he hits this corner, this corner, and then goes to this corner and goes back and moves like... So, I was aware of that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it never feels good when
0: you just fucking... Yeah, yeah. You know, it feel, that feels awkward. Restricted. Yeah, yeah. you're in a box.
1: You're just panicking the whole yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. And then... um like yeah, so doing that and then we would go do it's a festival in Raleigh called Shakori Hills. We oh, did that, of course, yeah. Yes. We went and performed there, so we was playing a lot.
0: That's dope. What year was that?
1: That's two thousand eighteen to, or sorry, two thousand thirteen to two thousand then sixteen or eighteen. Yeah, 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 around the time. I mean, remember yeah. Shakori? How was
0: that? We do you remember? That was cool. Yeah. yeah
1: you go out there and use camping and stuff. I was like, I did some acid. I was wondering because yeah. friends <laughs> yeah. know, we those like, yeah, we went there and got smashed. Yeah, we were in tent or the first time we went, it wasn't. We went in a camper, so that was kind of like, you know cozy. It was cool. Like <laughs> you, were you nice. go to the form, you go to the cancer. Yeah, the 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 camper or whatever, and you're kicking it, and that was tight. And I think I did. I'm trying to think if I did some acid then too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't, I don't fucking <laughs> know.
1: And then we went, we went another year. We ended up going the next year too, and was in the tent. Like we was in tents then. And I, I think I dismassed it then. Yeah.
0: That's dope. So some, some, some. You yeah, had some fun. You yeah, I've saying? done a
1: lot of like. I mean, hallucinogen... To, to me, I can't make music if I'm tripping. So yeah, it's, it's different. But performing. Yeah, I would never trip in performance. Okay, so okay. Like, yeah, no, nah, hell no. Nah. That shit sounds like a <laughs> nightmare to me. Does sound like yeah, no, nah, I would like get on stage and panic. We'd be like, oh, can't do yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Since I see all the people, they start screaming. People' face start doing weird. I'm like, ah, nah. I'm but
0: straight. nah, after performance, you're yeah. like, okay, we're good now. We performed. Let's yeah. go have some fun. But
1: then it's like you know when I think performing gets better when it becomes, when it becomes background. Like you could do it no matter what. I could go take seven shots of liquor straight up and perform you know what i'm
2: saying
0: yeah
1: like obliterated like really not even there or conscious about that i'm doing and i can still do it like wow just from doing it it's like muscle memory you know what i'm saying like you never it's like riding the bike you never forget how to do it so right like you know that's kind of how it changes you learn how to background it but then if you're a real performer and it really matters to you I think eventually that backgrounding or, like, being able to show up and just do it, whatever, will take the fun out of it. So then you have to sort of, like, refocus and make it important again.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know?
1: So Absolutely. And maybe that happens a lot over, if you do it over a span of 20 years. I don't know. I've been. Oh,
0: God, yeah. It's probably every art form, honestly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: You probably get tired of performing. I've definitely yes. been there, too.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I because I thought it was so weird that a lot of rappers I do, like, a lot of them do not perform live that often. And like, so when we were doing it, we would do,
1: because of how women's team set up, you would go and do four hours of music. Mm-hmm. That is unheard of yes. as a rapper. Somebody shows up for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. <laughs> the if hour they're usually a, head, if they're a yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you, that's it. But we were doing like four hours straight up, voice gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my
0: God, mm-hmm. that's intense. Yeah.
1: Go to class or yeah. Cause that shit will roll over. You know, you go to class on Monday, you can't say nothing
0: oh my god, you just, you've been up all late, all night, all weekend, all Sweat that, smoking smoking doing that really is Performing, and yeah. it's just, it was fun. Woo, we just were sort of like, that blurred together, you know what I'm saying? Exactly.
1: That's what I'm saying, like, that four, the four years of college, and not even really from me just doing crazy stuff, it's already fast paced as it is, so if you're drinking and doing like, party stuff or whatever, you know, and I'm not advocating to say that that's like, how you have to go about doing music, like, no. that just was the nature of, like what that. I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun for me, you know like.
0: So, right, right, all right, right.
1: You know, and then I, you slow down. You yeah, yeah. You want something to do that's more, like, focused and more, it's kind of like what my dad was saying, being more intentional. Yes. You you really just relearn the same shit over and over again. So, that's like, true, yeah. with performing, it was like that. Okay, be intentional with the way you perform. You don't gotta do it like that. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I used to get good. on stage, take my shirt off. You know Go what I'm crazy. Like, sweating, yeah, screaming. Voice gone. Like, like, yeah. you do that for a while and then it's like oh, okay that's okay alright yeah. we're good <laughs> yeah I'm good on that you know yeah. it, once it starts feeling bad to take your shirt off then it's like okay I'll take that I won't do that anymore yeah like once it starts feeling bad to do this certain movement or to strain your voice in that way it's like okay I'll cut that out I won't do that no more yeah you know? yeah and now I have the same like snoop approach to performing now like if I come in I don't perform a lot I stopped performing for a long time to the point where it's like people don't even really know that I was doing that, I took such a long break from doing it. So really, now my I feel like my career is recycling. Like my shit died and I had to revive it. Like
0: true artist. Yeah, exactly. That, that really is it. You yeah. know, it's and theme of the transition of you. You know, of how you perform. Uh, I just think of like me watching like a real sweatshirt. You know yeah. how he was crazy, you know our was a thing and all that, and now he's just so just like boom, mellowed out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, So that makes a lot of sense because I've always wondered, like, man, he used to be so hype on stage. Oh, what happened? It was yeah. like, nah, you just go over that.
1: Yeah, you find some type of stillness. Yeah, So you like, and really, I watched a video with him and he was talking. It's like him and his mom sitting down. Yes, I saw that. The it was very um, conversation. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. And In the interview before. It was interesting what he was saying, like, you know, as rappers, we're trying to take this uniquely black experience and then we're trying to find some way to articulate it. So these people who are not black understand because they digest it the most. Mm -hmm. So now it's like not what it like you're trying to make it something that is not like, why can't it just be what it is? You know, Mm -hmm. I think that comes full circle, like as as a performer. Why can't it just be what it is? I started trying to find ways for me to just be more of myself and to lean into that as a performer, rather than like trying to yeah yeah make energy out of nothing. And there's some people who are really great at that, like my yeah. homie Jared. He could do like make inner make. It's like a I always say it's like alchemy, like it's social alchemy. He could. Engineer social situation from nothing. It could be dead silent, nobody wants to talking, to no nothing, and he could just like
0: turn it up, mm-hmm. and everybody is now a part of it. Like that's dope, and that's how, that's, that's that's good. If, it's good for some people to be like that. Yeah, they're, if you could do just, it,
1: you should be an announcer or something. You know what I'm yes. saying? Something where you do that as a job. Yeah, uh,
0: I like guess hype man, it'd be whatever, mm-hmm. and just make that work. But yeah. some people are just like, nah, it's gonna be mail out. It's not me. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> if I, co- I, you basically will get what I come in on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, because I don't want to have to like. No, it's just too much to yeah. have to try to fucking.
0: it makes sense. Yeah. How'd you get over? I guess. Could you mention just back for your back to your first performances? How'd you get over the? I guess maybe it was anxiety, nervousness of being on stage to where you can kind of like you were uncomfortable with doing your own thing. You don't. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, if
1: somebody if somebody's listening to this, to like for me to give you the an answer on that one, you, you never get over. it. Yeah. Like, it never goes away. Wow. You just like. <laughs> No man, you weigh you weigh what's more important to me. Like when I would go see Sam on Second Street, Mm -hmm. I would walk from the university to downtown, which is like a that's like an hour and a half walk. It's a long walk, right? But to me, the way I would justify it, it, and like rain, whatever, you know what I'm saying. Like I just knew I needed to get there to make it happen. To me, it's like, what am I willing to do to make my dream happen? Like.
0: Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: If it's a walk downtown, do I want to be 40 talking to my son? Like, you know, your, your dad used to be a rapper, boy. And then he goes like, well, how come, you know, why do you not do it? Why are you not a rapper? You know? And yeah. then I'll go, or how come that never panned out for you? And i would be like, well, you know, he lived downtown and I didn't want to walk downtown. Like, <laughs> you
2: know what I'm saying? Like, no. Yes. Like,
1: I don't want it to be like, well, it was hard for me to perform, so I just never performed. Like, it's, you just do it. Like, yeah, you know, Which is not That's obviously not The cushy answer I i could give you Like coping strategies Meditate before you go
2: mm, Onto stage Yeah
1: We had to go I'd won this like uh, Rap contest and Then we went to perform At this festival In Atlanta Called A3C Huge hip hop fest Or AC3 yes. Or whatever I, my, I, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know It's one of those two Yeah But We went to perform Down there The whole time I felt anxious You yeah. know what I'm saying But every time We would get in the car To go I, My parents are from Atlanta So I'm, oh really? I'm comfortable around there, but anytime we would get in the car, it would just be, from the time that I would wake up, bro, at the Airbnb, like anxiety, panic attack all day. Ooh, just from- so I just get up, put in some binaural music, mm-hmm. and just chill in the back seat of the car, just listening to this just shit yourself. the whole time. Yep. Just- and I it never subsided until I got back, like from Atlanta back to women. Even
0: after performing, you were just like, I just I'm still anxious. Yeah.
1: Until I made it home and laid in bed after all of that
0: wow yeah were you i guess nervous for the feedback or just of the of of you you, is overall just just the feeling feeling.
1: yeah just feeling i just feel stuff you know what i'm saying so like to me it's like i don't know i should be mad anxious i'd be mad anxious to do anything even this you know i told you like i don't like crossing bridges yeah yeah so to me the whole time it's like oh shit but then, you know, I get here. I can have a conversation. I could do whatever. You could do whatever. That's the best thing. To say. Yeah. You could literally accomplish anything. You may feel anxious about doing it, but when you do it, then you did it. Yeah. Anxiety gone. That's you know? it.
0: It's crazy. Usually, it's, it's even people who and I suffer from a little anxiety as well. Is when you finally do it, you realize how simple. You know, some things yeah. really are. Yeah. And it's like, why well, was I anxious about that? Yeah. But it's always that build up, man. Okay. Building up of presenting in class or building up of performing from someone or meeting someone, even for a simple conversation. You know, yeah. so it's just like, oh my God, what am I going to say? I don't know how this is going to go. And then you do the things, like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know? it's, it's fine. You know? That's
1: it either fine. is or it isn't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's like, even with dating, you know? Like when you when Especially you go dating. up, you're trying to talk to somebody. You're like, damn, bro, I don't know if she gonna like me or not. I don't know if they <laughs> gonna like me or not. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. the worst that's gonna happen is you'll be like, damn, yo, I I, I think you kind of cute. she's gonna be like, nah, I'm not really feeling you. I'm good. And you're like, oh, okay, word. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, and that's pretty it. much it. That's that's yeah. it. <laughs> Whatever. Like, and eventually, you roll up on some girl, and you'd be like, damn, yo, I think you kind to fly. And then she'd be like, you know what, I fuck with you too. Bam. That's how it is. That's that. It.
0: I if you if you, if you you lay life down simply, that really is where it is. It's not nervous. that simple, though. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's like, not, yeah, it's not that simple. Easier but said like, than done. Yeah, easier said than done. But usually, it's like a yes or no thing most of the time. You know what I'm saying? Or a cool... Or yeah, name. Hey. So, it, it, that, that that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. It's, it, I'm just... I'm thinking about all the, the, the situations I've been in where I'm just like, why did I overthink that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's everything with me, but yeah.
1: I'm like that about everything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the road view. I guess, going after college, obviously, um, because um, Saturday Night Cartoons came out this year. Yeah. So, what was the road to then? I know you put up some singles, and you were still, I guess, hanging with the I group. I was still or working that. on that, yeah. yeah so,
1: yeah. I started working on Saturday Night Cartoons in, like,
0: 2015 or 2016. 2015. It took a long time. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, because okay, so I guess I it was a fast... Yeah,
1: I yeah. mean, the and that's kind of the illusion that you, like, I don't know if I should say that, but that's kind of the illusion that you should, that you want to keep, or that I have to, like I was saying, I like to be me, and that's where I feel most not anxious and better about myself. So, Mm -hmm. but I am still aware that shit is set up in a certain way. So, in order for me to be me, I have to set it up so that I still look like everything else Mm -hmm. I don't know like you could not get what I'm saying but you could also get what I'm saying with that I'm right
0: there in the middle I'm just like okay okay so
1: like basically
0: the Daniel White show is proudly sponsored by Lucky House MFG Lucky House is an eco-friendly screen printing and design studio with over 10 years of experience in the industry. They offer high-quality custom printing services, including apparel printing, graphic design, promo goods, and embroidery. Visit www.luckyhousemfg.com to get a quote and to learn more.
1: want music consistently you know yeah so and people have no idea about what the process on the back end is Yeah, absolutely. if i make an album in 2016 and say nothing about making it and then i drop it in 2018 it doesn't or 20 uh what was that that was this year yeah so yeah. 2020, 2020. Like, if i drop it in july in 2020 nobody knows it took me that long to make it like yeah that's like yeah exactly four, five years so even with like the next album I don't plan to put that out for another year or two. But like I like I know that I need to take time to make music, but I could do certain things in order to satiate people for that amount of time if I'm clever about how I put stuff together. Right. Like if I engineered the whole thing, then I know that I could if Indigo Child comes out a couple years from now, I could do okay. I could go out to... I could have everything done for the album already. Mm -hmm. I could have the whole album done and then I could go out and then shoot all the promo for it and then over the next two years drop a promo, drop a record, drop a mixtape, drop a mixtape, drop a record, Mm -hmm. drop a promo and then drop the album and I already am making my third album. Mm You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and most people don't like when, like, artist music changed once the artist becomes relevant and they have everything and life is cushy or whatever. Like, My... I won't stress about half the shit I stress about. So, like, for the music to feel genuine, I have to make as much of it as possible right now. So my plan is to make, you know, three albums that I consider classic and then I'll put those three albums out and then anything after that. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of whatever. Work, it's whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, I'll probably go do some else, honestly, you know. Really? Music is kind of like, uh, because I know, unless music, unless I can find a way to make music work for me where I make, like, a livable wage where I make 60 70 K a year off of doing music. I'm not trying to be fucking Kendrick yeah. Lamar,
0: like Jay Z's or whatever. No,
1: I'm trying to find a niche audience who likes my music, who will support me for an extended amount of time on a livable wage. I love that.
0: that. I feel like a lot of people out there are trying to strive for that. Yeah, you know, even so and it's people- not a model
1: because people don't, people don't do that. Yeah, people go into the music industry thinking like.
0: Cause some people
1: think like And I had a Twitter debate With this guy Like a couple A week or so ago Some people think like Yo Well Like why Don't I go out Or if I make 70k But I could Potentially make You know 250 million Over my career Why would I just make 70k a year You know what I'm saying Yeah But you're betting How many people Out of like and I think I think you should still be able to do that, mm-hmm. but you can yeah. also secure the 70K while you're trying to establish that. Be like smaller, yeah. Yeah, be smart about whatever. Yeah. I want to have kids, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. not trying to be, like, figuring it out while I have some kids. I want my kids to be straight. Right. And them to go do whatever they want to do, and when they go to the store, they could be like, I want that. Okay, word up. Let's get it. Yeah. yeah, or at least you know, teach them about how to get it. Right, you know, like yes. not just buy everything, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. And then, um you know, and also strive to like chase whatever I'm doing. But when you have some security there, you can do whatever. Like, yeah, I seen plenty of people. My dad wanted to be a fucking librarian. You know what I'm saying? he was Really? A, he was a uh, yeah, but he was a a marine. You know what I'm saying? Which isn't like derogatory or anything. Oh like no, you're that. not. Like, you're not bashing. That me. was how he like. That was how he provided for us. I wouldn't have been to go been able to go and to think like this to see stuff you know what I'm saying to have actual stakes if he didn't to yeah. put stakes up if he hadn't done that so yeah. I'm grateful for that, but at the same time, I know what that does to the mind and the body to not to be away from what you wanna do yeah. or where you feel that you can best serve humanity. you know yeah. what I'm saying that so makes
0: sense. uh. It made sense.
1: That's a long answer to what you were asking. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, nah, but I mean, I love that answer, though. Yeah. because I love that you just want to be comfortable and not worry about making millions of dollars, which a lot of people go into it thinking. Yeah. And the people who are making this money, obviously you see their lives on Instagram and social media. Their lives are hectic and usually it's not as funny as you think it is.
1: Yeah, and the issue is like, my issue is not with making money. My issue is like with making money at the risk of like, maintaining yourself. Mm, you can yeah. make a million dollars. There's plenty of people make million dollars. I go work at the bar. I work at a bar on Riceville Beach. There's plenty of people in there who probably have a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Easy, yeah. And make millions of dollars. At the same time, those people are taken care of. It's not like they're not eating, trying to figure out how to make a million dollars. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to make that type of money, that's fine. Just find a way to secure your baseline first, which is what artists don't... It's not really set up like that. Like, the industry is set up to, like, make you to sell you the dream so you never consider what you already have or something that you could immediately hold on to, you know. I think my value is worth a million dollars or a projected value of what I want to do in my life is worth more than a million dollars so Mm -hmm. I want to go get them M's, you know. But like, at the same time, I know how to like, I consider, you know.
0: Yeah. So like you're thinking in the present. Yeah. You know, thinking of like, okay, right now if I make this much, I'm good. Yeah. I'm focused on that then focus on having mansions and yachts. Yeah, exactly. Kind of all you the other stuff is like, whatever, you know. Yeah, whatever. So, if we go back to the making of it, back in 2015, where you're starting this journey of making this album that came out this year, can you kind of take us back in time to how that kind of developed?
1: Yeah, so, I met Sam, recorded stuff at his crib. He gave me a couple beats, and then, I don't think I, like, really rapped on any of those. Like, he gave me some beats, and they was fire. Like, all his, all his beats is tight, but, at the time, I just was like, yeah. 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 And I was doing the Temple 5 stuff, so I'm like, I would write a bunch of, you have to do four hours. So I would just have a bunch of raps that's like, I could just recall them, like a Rolodex. Like, just mm. kicks in the 16 or a 32, 64 for you, like, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And it gets you comfortable freestyling. you have to do that sometimes too. Um, but then, uh, I want to say, what? some it was like one of those police shootings back in 15 in 2016 it was uh Eric Garner Garner broke. I can't breathe
0: yes yeah, yeah
1: so at the time i think that i was living on it might it was like during the summer i was living on campus or i don't know i was staying at Jared's crib my homie
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was like uh me and my mom wasn't getting along. My dad passed in, like, 2015, so... Oh, i sorry to hear that, man. Like, I mean, it's fine, you know? Yeah. But after that, me and my mom wasn't getting along, so it was kind of like the homies. Jared, really, like, mm-hmm. was would just step in if I was, like, not doing anything. So Temple 5 ended up, like, those dudes moved, and they kind of scattered out. So, Jarrett was still doing Coastal Collective. He was like, yo, come sit in. So, that's when I really was doing a lot of shows because they was like everywhere and he knows everybody in town.
0: So, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I was performing a lot with them, you know. And that teaches you how to like bounce off somebody. And it's two rappers. So, y'all like, you know, yeah. come out the cut, rap something, and then pass it back. It was tight. But um, I was staying at his crib and uh, yeah, it was like weighing on me. So, I had, I'm, and I always, um on myself about like, yo, you need to get up and write the day. So whatever day it was, I had this beat from him. And uh, I was like, all right, were So, you know, I start writing it, writing it and it start, it just kind of poured out. And that's Love Me Not, you know. Mm, okay. So I wrote that first, and then I took it to him. and was like, yo, what do you think about this? He was like, yeah, that's tight. So then after that, I would go to him. And get, like, one or two beats at a time. And then I would go back to campus. I must have been staying with Jared for, like, a weekend or something like that. Or Mm -hmm. this happened over a couple years, so it kind of blends together. But I was living on campus, so I would go get two beats from him at a time. And then I would go back to campus. I would go for a walk around campus. and I would Yeah, with the beats, like, playing on my phone or something like that. And I'd write the hook. Like, come up with the hook. Okay. So, So I think I wrote... I wrote a couple joints like that. I think I wrote like Wrightsville like that. Um, So, y'all, you down with the shits? I think I wrote uh, Trinity Off of Racing like that. It's a couple joints. Southside, probably, you know? Um, So, I would do that. And then I would get back to my room and I would uh, write the verses or whatever. But really, a lot of that span of time. I probably, like the time that me and Sam spent together, I probably wrote, like we, it was probably 25% of us making music. The other 75% was like, I would go to his crib and he had a son at the time, Harlow. Mm -hmm. And he was little bro, like running around in diapers and stuff. He couldn't say words to you, but like, we would just talk about life and just like what I had going on, girls, relationships, all this type of stuff. Like, and like, you know, and then, um. The album really kind of came out of those conversations. like, Wow. Me really ruminating on... And I was going to school, too, so I, w- I had this teacher named Melena Morling, and she would say, I'm in poetry class, and usually you know, you want some type of structure or something like that. So you'd ask her, like, yo, well, what do you think I could do better on this poem? And then she would be like, or what do you think poetry is? And she would just be like, I don't know. Like, what do you think it is? Really? Yeah, so she- you, I'd leave class... Then go to the studio. So it's like my oh. mind, I was just in a continual, like, figure it out for yourself. Yeah. And think about it type of thing. It was like those two things in tandem.
0: Wow. And obviously, because was even poems should, you know, sometimes they have a system of how they should be read. There's a word for it, but I kind of think. It's di I think, diameter or something like that. I can't oh, think of, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the word for that? It's... Uh... Meter, diameter, it starts with a D. I know yeah, it starts yeah. with
1: a D. Once you said the word, nah, I can't even remember. What it is.
0: <laughs> but yeah, there's a,
1: or well, it's the meter
0: of the poem. Is it the meter? Yeah. there's yeah. yeah, the it meter a
1: wh- of your, uh, there's a way that you write shit. So that Right.
0: I, Does that kind of transform, in, I guess, transition to rapping as well? Like, of how you... You eat- could,
1: I mean, you could look at a rap on paper and break it down from like a, uh, like a, like an academic let's look at the meter of this rap and go right. through and find, like... And then there's... Uh, what you're talking about is, like... So, there's certain types of meter based upon how many syllables or whatever, but I don't know the fucking words. Gosh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, No, but, you know, you're right. So, yeah. um, like, there's, like, an iambic pentameter. Yeah. And that's, like, a type of meter for, you know, whatever. That's, like... Yeah. I think it's, like, one of the more popular ones or whatever. But... Uh, You could do that i think they're actually do think they're different some people make the argument that like rapping is poetry but to me that seems kind of reductive
0: yeah yeah i was wondering i actually want to know your views on that actually
1: it seems kind of reductive it seems like like what earl was saying you're trying to take something that just is and articulate it in a way so that people in this space take it more seriously Mm -hmm. you know i'm saying but my thoughts about rappers is like yo one is not it came from nothing you know what i'm saying yeah they've come up with meter structures that are way more complex than if you look at a shakespeare poem they far exceeded the way that a shakespeare writes poetry mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like that's just what it is and they're saying and they're talking about stuff theme wise that is more nuanced than the stuff that he's talking about i'm not saying that it's i mean i don't know to me rap is better but you know yeah, yeah. or maybe not i just think they're different but i think that rappers are not really give their due so and i think it's weird when we try to take rap and make it fit into this academic thing when it just is what it is you know yes it's like when people talk about like uh like uh it's not called ebonics anymore there's another word for it but black language yes that's black scholars looking at a thing that black people do in a black space where it just is trying to find a way to make it make it make sense, sense. In, a, in academia like it doesn't need to it just make is sense. Bro. just let it rock you you know like this
0: because of this it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i like that so now i now i kind of see like why a rapper would be kind of annoyed with oh it's like poetry yeah. you know the way you explain that yeah i sense.
1: mean and when i was growing up people would say so what type of music do you make or like what are you what do you do and then i would be like oh i'm a poet." But I stopped doing that because it's like, yo, if I want, cause I'd be afraid of what it means to tell somebody I'm a rapper. But mm. if you really think about it, it's like, if I'm the type of rapper that other rappers aren't, it only adds to the diaspora if I consider myself a rapper as well. Now it's more nuanced, like life is. Like now I'm a what a rapper is too. You know, like so don't. I don't think it's helpful that it wasn't helpful for me to be like. Well, I'm a poet You know Because yeah. I rap too I'm a rapper too If you put me in a cypher I could rap with anybody else like, Right, right And that's what I participate in like So Damn,
0: it's perfect sense Honestly Damn, okay, okay Yeah Now I won't say that anymore Oh, no, so nah, I mean, man You nah, know nah, nah. T-
1: But everybody identifies differently Like yeah. I know I have a friend from Jacksonville My homie Darian Like He had a whole series I'm called I'm not a rapper like, Yeah Because some people like that You know Kendrick has that line I need to separate myself To stand out You know some, to some people, that is, like, the superpower. For right. me, too, in some instances, but not as far as rapping. Maybe in my marketing, yeah. understanding business, I definitely do that. But Yeah, yeah. It makes sense of why you would. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to figure... You have to find a niche. But in order to find a niche, you got to break off. Yep. Like, everybody looks at you like this. So, I mean, I understand it. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, when it comes to you, going back to the album, um, because you told me your routine of, you know, walking around, listening to beats and getting beats every couple of weeks and, mm-hmm. you know, bringing it down like that. Were there any themes going on with these? Or did they do these? Is there a larger picture of this album that, Yeah. you know? Yeah,
1: so, Saturday Night Cartoons, when I was growing up, my dad would watch Saturday Morning Cartoons with us. Yeah. Which is like, I'm trying to think of the cartoons or whatever. Static Shock, I oh, remember that one. Absolutely. That's big. Uh, in general like Looney Tunes mm-hmm. Tiny Tunes mm-hmm. which is like one of there's an interlude with a little Tiny Tunes clip on there Water Go Down the Hole Water Go Down the Hole yes yeah that's yes. a Tiny Tunes clip uh, and then as what got older like my little brother would watch regular show so that's it's a clip with Tyler Creator from Regular Show. You know
0: what? When I heard that, I was like, is that Tyler? Is yeah. that? I was like Tyler. My girl
1: gets so mad, bro, because I always be like, y'all better watch out. It's big trouble on the mic now. I not all like your lights out. She get pissed, bro. Like... <laughs> but that, too. Um, so, basically, the idea behind Saturday Night Cartoons is like, you ever seen the show Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends?
0: No. Have it. damn bro i know i know nah, it's an
1: ill cartoon but basically the the premise is it's a character named mac and the show start like the first episode he got an imaginary friend named blue mm-hmm. so in this in this like you know universe the kid has an imaginary friend and he'd be real you know like everybody else can see him everybody sees him but once you get older you age out of having an imaginary friend you take him to foster's home for imaginary friends and it's like an adoption center for imaginary oh, friends
2: crap.
1: yeah that
0: sounds sad as hell I mean,
1: but the show is actually good because what ends up happening is he, like, he takes Blue and then he, like, bro, I, I fuck with you too much. Like, I can't just leave you here. You know what I'm saying? Oh. But he, he knows that Blue could get adopted, but uh, what's his name? Mr. Merryman? He's, like, a imaginary friend. He's, like, a rabbit. You know what I'm saying? But he, like, the bookkeeper. And then there's Frankie. She, like, uh, is, like... A, it's miss foster who owns the spot and then her granddaughter is frankie or whatever so it's like that's pretty much like the casting crew or whatever. and you got wilt who's wilt chamberlain's imaginary friend
0: what so he's like
1: super tall he got a small arm and he because i got tore off and he like played basketball he be balling you know what i'm saying straight shoot something like oh and my god eddie Eduardo. he like he looked like a monster but he like really sweet and coco either way i was you know i really watched the shit like It was big for me. So uh, the album is based around the concept of what happens when an imaginary friend ages out of a foster home. Oh, my God. So the main character, Soul, and it takes place in Wilmington. So the main character, Soul, is an imaginary friend who ages out of a foster home. And the album starts in Wilmington. So it says, like, and I could imagine your hair was so straight that the granules could fall, or your hair was so straight that the granules could fall right out of it. So it starts with him on the beach with a girl. You know what I'm saying? album continues on. You get this whole storyline, whatever. And then at the end, it's that phone call with the chick. I heard you was at the beach with some other. I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so, and it's like, it's got concepts of like pimping and street shit. Like, it's just like looking at, he's a pimp too. So, but not in like the sense of like, you know, trafficking type pimp. It's yeah. like. It's kind of flipping the term, like, if you're connected with, if you have a deep connection with these women, but to the space where you're able to be, like, you know, this. what's this thing, like, if you let it free and it returns to you, then it was meant to be or whatever, like, what happens when that is you, but you have, it's like 20 women out there, you know what I'm saying, who have all these, and you support them being in other relationships and shit, but their connection with you is stronger than it is with somebody else, perhaps. Absolutely, you know
2: absolutely. I'm saying? Is
1: that pimping, you know what I'm saying? Like, Cause then like, what's the, what's the acting thing that makes pimping, pimping? It's fine,
0: it's
1: fine. Uh, so that's kind of what it's playing off of, you know?
0: That's amazing. So were you able to, oh, hey, we got a visitor in hello. here.
2: Hello, you hello. You got treats.
0: You good? No, it's fine, it's fine Love dogs Was um Were any of the concepts Based on any real events at all Or were they all just
1: Uh, Yeah, everything that is said in there is true Wow So, I mean, there might be some There might be some things that are like, you know, played up But I feel like for the most part Conceptually and all the The nature of everything that goes on is still true Yeah But it was like I was saying earlier, like I have to maintain some sense. I look at music, real life, and school separately. After school is done, music in my real life, I do have to maintain some sense of, like, distance. Yes. In order to maintain, like, there's me. Like, everybody knows me as Lou, as the rapper. You know what I'm saying? My actual name's Danny. So, I there's a me when I go home. My oh. mother calls me Danny. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, I have to maintain that. You can lose that. That's, like, the issue with, like... I love Kanye, but you see, Kanye, Kanye is too into the idea of Kanye as it is, yes, rather than Kanye as what needs to be fostered on the inside. Or maybe that's not true. I don't know. But like, for my me as a rapper, seeing it from a distance, that's what it feels like. So I've always tried to pay close attention to keeping this space where I may be saying something that's like, you know, slick. But it's a a part of me that I'm amplifying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There's me as me. You know.
0: Wow. So how is it? I guess managing Danny and Lewis? Like, how is it... Is it hard, or... Or, Louis, or how is it hard kind of, like... Yeah. Let one sit than the other, or, like... Because I was used two know. different... Two yeah, different I guess
1: beings. I've gotten... I've gotten more used to it. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I go to therapy a lot, so... I okay. was, you know, like... Yeah. From senior year of high school up until now, I still go, so... Yeah. It, like, but it, there is definitely a thing. If people... People could be honest about it or not but it's there's definitely a thing that you do have to manage because if i go out and everybody calls me lou which they do in town you know
0: which just makes sense when you're performing yeah they're a fan so yeah
1: and that's what i go by i introduce myself is that you yeah. know if i meet you not in jacksonville or in my personal home you know like um so that could take a life of its own if i go to this place to perform all the time and I'm drinking, and I'm performing, and I'm doing this thing that I'm putting on, and that's really how you know me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then you see me in a different place, or and I go home, and my mom interfaces with me as the 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 boy who would just go to the lot into the library all the time and write and be very to himself and all that type of stuff, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there, those are two separate things, but you have to find a way to acknowledge that those are two separate things, and then. Really consider how much of that is really you, and consider—well, this is probably you know, Danny is probably more me than that is. So you have to yeah. consider how much of that is really you, and what parts of it you have to amplify. Or
0: that's, that's insane. And I'm I mean, now I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about these rappers who, you know, I can see how there's mental distress sometimes of how like maybe identity crisis as well.
1: Especially when people expect like I'm in a space where people don't like. There's an expectation, but it's not like you were saying earlier. Like, oh, he didn't take a picture with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not that popular. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, he didn't. Like, he didn't want to. Whatever, whatever. You know, people get online to kill people all day now, especially yeah. on Twitter. So it's like
0: we get destroyed. Yeah, and it's just so. I, I get annoyed reading those. Yeah,
1: you for know sure. What I'm saying? I try to stay. You know, I, that's why I stay out of that type of stuff. Right. 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 But um, yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: When well, going back to the album, obviously it came out beautifully, but I'm sure there was some roadblocks. You know. Mm-hmm. Some writer's block, or some maybe use you lost motivation. How were you able to kind of get through those periods on on the album over the course of four, five years? Willow Wellness Center in High Point strives to deliver an inclusive, accessible, and non-judgmental approach to well-being by helping their clients find balance and peace in all aspects of life through massage therapy yoga reiki and a variety of group classes and now they're offering virtual yoga classes for yogis of all types including a free beginner friendly friday morning flow that you can take from the comfort of your own home visit willowhighpoint.com and check them out on social media at willowhighpoint to jumpstart your personal well-being today
1: probably just commit i think it's it's easier for me to commit to a idea that seems larger than myself Mm -hmm. like if it was just me rapping on songs i could have did that you know, if I, yeah. especially as how much as I was in the studio at the time, I could have did that and then put it out. You changed it up. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. just me rapping over stuff. And it's, I mean, it's personal. It's songs that are written, obviously. And there's themes and ideas, but not to the level of completion that I felt Saturday Night Cartoons wanted to be. So when we would hit a snag, it was just like, all right, just chill on it, you know?
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, I feel like the most, like what ended up making it take longer Was also, like, me making other music and just the politics of making music, I feel like. Because you'll get into a situation where you make an album with somebody else. Or me. At that span of time, I made Saturday Night Cartoons. I made a project called Trash with Mm -hmm. uh, the guy. um, uh, A girl I was in the poetry program with, she told me her cousin was a rapper from San Francisco.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, so
1: I heard their music. I was like, yo, this shit is ill. I hit him up. Let's make a project they were like word up so we made trash i made another project called on we island which hasn't come out yet then okay. um and then i made other various projects so to me it was always like um okay and like i was saying earlier like how do you set it up so that i get to maintain the space to be me and mm-hmm. with, for me that's in having a bunch of stuff in the vault and then being able to sort of choose I'll probably be able to put out music that I made before until, if I wanted to, I could do that until 2023. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Just keep.
0: Just putting out, just whatever. Yeah.
1: Because I just, that's what, that's what I do. You know what I'm saying? Go to the studio, make stuff.
0: That's insane. And the project you're talking about with Trash is with Quiet Planet. Yeah. Uh, I want also listen to that one away. Yeah, right those now. dudes are ill, yeah, bro. Incredible. Yeah, that's good. And they're in San Francisco. Yeah. So how are we able to make that work? It's just online.
1: Like, they... He sent me, I don't think I made any beats on there. He, uh, Brandon, uh, he goes by Quiet B, and the other guy, his name is Dez. So that's the thing. Like I don't, I ain't really calling him. We ain't have a lot of conversation, but it wasn't like not personal at all, you know. Like right, right. They would send me the beats. He would send me a beat. I would write something to it, and then I would send it back, and then they would be like, "Okay, work Then I would get it back, and they'd have their shit on it. Like that's yes. And then Crazy. some of the songs he would send me, and it, would, it might have had a verse on there. And he would be like, Yo, can you write a hook to this? And at the time, I was writing a bunch of hooks. So it was like, You know. <laughs> that worked. Whatever, bam. Just do it. You know, send it back. And then I'd wait to get their shit back. And I feel like I wrote a lot of them. Like, I wrote a lot of my verses, and then I, it would come back to me with their verses. It wasn't frequently like their verses, and then I would write them. I feel like I was writing. Put the first verse down they probably was like yo let me see what he doing <laughs> you know? but it was cool it was tight everybody I don't I don't I don't listen to it and it was like ah oh, that verse is whack like yes yeah. verses on there that they did I like better than my shit I'll You're fast like, forward past my shit
0: man, my yeah Let's exactly yeah they shit is hard you know like that's, and that's the, how I want to feel right right and it's cool to work with people who challenge you yeah exactly you know that's that's, that's what you want yeah and that's how you get better So with these projects, I'm curious because, I I mean, I do have experience writing instrumental music. I do that on the side. Okay, right. But when it comes to rapping and making kind of concept albums, how do you know when it's done?
1: When the concept is done? Well, that's the thing. That's what's different about starting Night Cartoons. Like, that was the idea. Like, we was kind of making the music, and then it was, like, filling out the storyline. Like, we had the general idea of the storyline, and then Mm. we do a song and be like, okay, this could kind of, you know, I fit there, I fit there. And then it got to a point where it was, like, all right that's straight and i lost like all the recording sessions for that shit like oh she was getting saved in different places i was going to different studios and homies who don't save files in the right place for shit so i have none of those like every song on there is literally like that's it i don't have like wow session files for a lot of those joints none of that like, i don't know where any of those are
0: <laughs> even now you're just like i have no clue
1: no that's what it that's what it that's the files but you listen to a Spotify, too. Wow. Yeah. Because
0: I could imagine, like, if you didn't have them all, just different versions of this and that, this yeah. is scattered your computer, and now you're just like, nah, what you got? What yeah, you exactly. Got, what you got is what I have.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's it, you know?
0: Oh, and that's then, crazy.
1: But Saturday, uh, so the next time, me and Sam were working on Indigo Child, I was trying, I had mentioned Static Shock earlier. So when i my senior year at school, one of my homies had to do a senior project. He was in the film program, and he was like, yo we was just talking my girlfriend went to school for film too she Mm -hmm. films so they were having a conversation he was like yo I'm trying to do I wanted to do like an episodic something for my senior class I was like oh shit that sounds tight I'm trying to get in the screenwriting. let me write it you know oh dope so then he was like okay word so I wrote this little thing I wrote this thing called Lil Poof Mm -hmm. and it was like about a a kid who wants to be a SoundCloud rapper like so but he goes by Lil Poof you know So it was cool I thought that shit was fire But it ended up Not working out Because I had wrote the whole script It was like uh, I don't remember How many pages it was But it was an episode Of a show Yeah yeah.
0: It was a short show
1: Yeah Yeah. And uh, Like we go in And then He was working with another dude And It was like parts of the script Where Like one of the scenes Was like it's him and his ex girlfriend. Cause you have to write the characters, and then there's the scene, and then there's the backstory on the scene, mm-hmm. on the characters and the character types, and I did all that type of shit too. And wow. then uh, he was like, the guy he was working with was like, "Yo, like, it's his ex girlfriend, but they're friends, and there's nothing weird about it. They just homies, you know." Yeah. And uh, he was like, "That doesn't seem realistic, you know." I, it doesn't seem realistic you would be friends with an ex girlfriend. It wouldn't be any, whatever, whatever. So I'm kind of like, and I'm friends with the ex of mine, and there's no hard feelings or anything yeah. like that. So I'm like, this can exist. You know, like, it
0: doesn't. I've not seen exist. it exist with my own eyes. Exactly, yeah.
1: yeah. So, and then there was another scene. Like, he's trying to be a SoundCloud rapper. In that same lunch with the girl, he meets with her, and she tells him, or she shows him a video of this other rapper who's popping or whatever. So later on in the episode, He goes to perform the show. It goes really badly. And then when he leaves, he, like, packing all his shit in his car. He get in his car. He turns it on. And then when he looks out the window of the car, a couple cars down, it, like, goes through the window. And then a couple cars down is the rapper that she was talking about. And he just, like, turned his car on. He backs out, you know, and then he leaves. And then they were like, well, what is that? They were like, so is the rapper actually there? And I was like, no, the rapper's not there. It's just like a, Manifestation of his failure. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's failed. Oh, wow. He The show went poorly. He looks over. It. It's a manifestation of his failure. He leave, Then he get home. He drives. It's like music playing, whatever, whatever. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yo. So, this is all a long way to say, like, I went from that and then I wanted to write the screenplay for Static Shot, the movie. Okay. So, I bought this book. It's called The Screenwriter's Bible, which if you follow it, it'll help you write a screenplay. After doing that, you know, writing that one just balls to the wall on my own so instead of doing that because i'm lazy i went to the studio and i showed it to sam and he was like well fuck it we'll do an album like this so it shows you the framework of how you write an album so we did the framework for uh indigo child like whole storyline characters yeah. character profiles all this type of oh shit before we made God. any music you know so that's how i know that album is done like it's already done all the pieces are recorded and I need to get like a couple instrumentalists on it, and some, right? Like singers or shit. But, some like, post production, exactly. Artists. Yeah, Pre-produ- exactly. Yeah, post production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah post
0: production done. Wow, and, so you uh, working quick. Okay, good. Go yeah,
1: I'm like I'm going. You know, like I'm trying to get it done while I have time. I mean, I feel like I have time for a while could chill. But yeah, yeah, I have a sense of urgency about getting it done because if I don't, then who? Yeah, why would it get done? Yeah, know? exactly. And uh, yeah, so that one I'll know. Because of the framework is there when we get when we got to the end it was like we it it was like three or four months bro it was like two songs in the in the middle that I needed to beat for and I was telling Sam like yo I want the beat I needed to be like some disco shit he made twenty. Plus beats, bro. I would come in like every week. He would play me a beat. Nah, that's not it. He'd be like, I ain't think that was it neither. <laughs> yeah, one. so he'd play the next one. Nah, play the next one. Nah, play the next one. Nah, we did that for months, bro. I'm like, at this point, I am I just stopped thinking about the album. Like, And then um, I came in one day. He was like, yo, I found this old hard drive I had from like
0: 2010. Oh, wow. I got
1: some beats on here. I'll play them for you. So he'd go through and he'd play them. And then he'd play this joint. And I was like oh shit like that's it and at the same time I had got tired of writing like Mm -hmm. I had got to a point like where everything that I was writing I would feel I just felt like it was already said or it was too like me trying to put it in the right place so it was like midday I came back another day to the studio had the door to the studio open and I could see like the clearing out in this backyard the studio's in this backyard I just put the mic up, and I just recorded it line by line. Didn't write anything. Just recorded it. Like, I do, like, whatever, a couple bars, then pause it, re-record, record over that, pause it, re-record. So a lot of the shit I say in the record is, like, uh, ravens in the field looking for a master scarf of meals just to make us comfortable. It's a raven in the field eating some shit in the grass, and I'm watching it. <laughs> You're watching it literally happening? Ravens having- in the field looking for a master scarf of meals just to make us comfortable, you know? Wow. So then and, and it like that's how I've, I've if it should have came that way. Yeah. Know, like. Yeah
0: That's dope. Yeah I, you saying that makes me feel like it's a puzzle when you're doing the outside and then you are just filling it in.
1: Yeah that's what it felt like bro and we couldn't find the piece it's like going in the box and the piece not there. <laughs> yeah, <did>. yeah so <laughs> then the you lift the pieces. you lift the box up and you move the table and the carpet get lifted
0: up <laughs> and you like oh shit here's some right here. Yeah <laughs> boop, boop. that works. Yeah that's wow, bro! I love hearing about this. This is great. a lot me. of
1: stress, bro. I'm like, recently over it, and i feel good. I like all the songs. I play them all the time. Damn, I can't wait
0: to hear. But you said probably like next year.
1: It's far. I mean, I'll send it to you.
0: Yes, yeah, that's why I wanted to hear.
1: I'll send it to you like as it is right now. Yes. Yeah. It's it's dope though. That's dope, bro. That like the concept of it is like, I don't. If you're a creative, you'll hear and understand. Because mm-hmm. the indigo child is like a I don't like wanna to go to and that we'll do the uh, free pizza joint and I'll talk about that more yeah, that. but yeah. like uh the concept of it is general to some degree so we like when we think about the indigo child it has been times I've come into the studio and Sam would be like, Yeah I was listening to it the day it made me think of Kanye. I was listening to it the day it made me think of Nas. Wow. I was listening to it the day it made me think of my dad. I was listening to it the day it made me think of me his mentor calls me his mentor who I hadn't talked to you know what I'm saying like ever calls me after hearing it yo this shit feel like you talking
0: about me bro you know what I'm saying like wow it's everybody so everyone takes it differently too yeah which is which is I think how albums should be taken everyone has a different experience they can relate to and like they get a different outcome from from listening and all that stuff yeah That's wonderful, man. And to me, that sounds like that's what I. That's that's successful to me. Cool, perfect, exactly.
1: This goes to, and not not in the way that like you know the record is so bland that it goes to everybody. The records Mm. are like well done, but the message is so it's like playing chess. It's already the, you know, the next step. So that's what me thinking about. How do I write this in a way that is specific enough, but you could like it could touch everybody? Is what makes it the chess move right that helps it be like that you right know? so right. it's kind of right. like a different you
0: know yeah yeah that's amazing yeah it's Dude, fun that's gonna be so dope yeah. you're, you're always going which i totally respect man this, thank you the hustle is crazy but before we get you know wrap it up i have a few questions just on the your views of hip-hop today music today and this yeah. you know how crazy it is it as well as covid you know i'm, not, you know, I'm sure you're maybe you enjoy the gap or the break from not performing or whatever like that. But yeah. I'm sure it's a, for a lot of people it's like cool this is time for me to kind of chill out. But yeah, um, yeah what are your views on like I guess hip hop today? All the stuff you see I in the it, media man. stuff. You, love, do you like yeah. it a lot?
1: Some people hate this shit. Like some people hate uh, like NBA Young Bowling. Like yes. So there's kind of that man. realm. I actually yeah. like I like that shit. Like I, I mean that's the thing like I went through a period where I didn't like any like I was so mad about getting on. Like the industry is that's what I'm saying man. It's like set up to sell you the dream, so when you see the dream happen to somebody else, somebody else elevate, it mm. make you feel like somebody holding you down. Yeah. Right? So, like, I felt like that for so long. I used to go to Sam, my mentor. I used to go to his crib and be like, "Yo, yo, da 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 about Drake." I used to date this girl. She would just play Drake records. Like, I'll be playing my joint, she'll turn it off and play a Drake record. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to hear Drake, and he raps about that in this music too. You know? Really? Like, yeah, himself like rapping about. You know, having his records turned off for somebody to play somebody else. So it was to me, and I'm aware. You know, like so I'm listening to this shit like full circle, looking at her like, bro, you don't understand this, like. And wow. then I would go talk to him, and eventually he just got tired of it. He's like, bro, you hate it, like. <laughs> I bro. Right?
0: And I was like, damn. He's like, yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then
1: once you get over that, it's like, okay, word. Like, I like this new shit. I don't listen to NBA Young Boy. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. listen to Lil Yachty or Lil Uzi Vert or like. Any of that shit. Not because I don't like it. It's just not for me. But yeah. I still respect the fact that you go into the studio and you do that. I don't listen to Young Thug all the time. But I can see what he's doing. This shit is genius. You yeah. know, like It is genius. Yeah. It yeah. definitely is. And, yeah. um, But I'm sort of working my way back into it. Like, I just got on Baby King, which... Uh, I can't believe you just said that. I was going to ask
0: you about Baby King. I love Baby King. Yeah, bruh
1: Hooligans. He just put out a joint called Hooligans.
0: Hooligan is it's a, it's a single with two songs. Yeah,
1: Hooligans is the joint I'm I like. That joint I'm like yeah.
0: Hooligan. I can't tell you how many times over the past probably week yeah. it has to be at least
1: 300 times. <laughs> Stupid. You know what I'm saying? Bruh. Like the way he gives it up on the record. Yeah, it's like bruh
0: And of course, I didn't know this until the other week. That's his cousin, um, Kendrick's. That's his cousin. And he's a produce a hooligan. He's a producer, his producer credit on that, rec- that record. I'm I like, didn't know that. Yeah, didn't he just, yeah, he does. Yeah, he is. It's him and three other, three yeah. other people. I'm just to like, me,
2: he
1: sounds like. He sounds like. They have a tonal similarity mm-hmm. to the point where I'm like, yo, like, was this guy, like, writing or, like, doing <laughs> references for Damn? Or. I can't tell who teaches who. Yes. Like. Which is what makes me impressed by it. Yeah, and he has a writing credit on. It's a song on the uh, Lion King Beyonce joint called Nile. Yeah, it's called Nile. I fell asleep in the. I did the whole way around, and I swear it's fire. But he has a writing credit on there. That's how I first heard of him. Yeah, and then uh, I think I had heard that Orange Soda joint before then. Yep. Which is tight too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh And then it made me go listen to his shit. So then I'm listening to that. But I could. That's familiar enough for me, tonally, that I could go from that and go back to listen to other stuff. Right. And I like... I mean, there's a little Uzi Vert joint that I like, like Neon Guts. Yes. And that's not even, like, his best track, really. Not at all. Comparable, it's not. It's, like, probably one of the worst joints that he has, but I like that song, and yeah. I could get into him, you know.
0: I like Vert. I love... I, I, and obviously, he has messages he's trying to convey in that music. Um, but other stuff, he's rapping, just, you know, he's just saying whatever, you know. I think Which there's is time tight. and place for that. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I... I believe I hate when people are so about conscious rapping that they kind of just forget to have fun. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And let it
1: be like what it is. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, I get, I, I, That's why I love I hate my dad. He's like, "What is he talking about? Oh, he, he's not saying anything." I was like, "Who cares?" Yeah, no.
1: Nah, yeah, that's not what I'm listening to. <laughs> it. uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's your mind opens up so much about what you can accomplish and do or not. Do. Like I have one this project called uh, bef- like a two part project before I try too hard. Mm-hmm. But the first part is before I try you know what I'm saying, and then too hard, it's like just joints that I'm not really thinking about, I just record trap beats, record or whatever, and then yeah. before I try, it's like some more conscious shit, but it's like you're saying, just you know, some shit just just let it be, you know what I'm yeah. saying, like it doesn't need to be explained, or like this has some like, deep meaning, like no
0: about the Ibanez scene earlier, it's yeah, just exactly. like, why are you wasting your time trying to deep dive this, mm-hmm. when it doesn't need to be deep yeah.
1: I mean, if you listen to, even that project that he's he, uh, Earl and his mom had, came off of doing Feet of Clay. Mm-hmm. Like, those records are to the average person not listenable. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, it's the joint on
3: there. Yeah, yeah,
1: East. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, nobody, I don't think he even made that thing. That somebody's gonna ride around listening to shit all the time. Like, but it's one of the more poignant records as far as what he's saying. You know, he's saying shit about his dad, his thoughts about mortality, mm-hmm. his thoughts about rapping and shit. He's really mm-hmm. saying shit in yeah, there, but like, yeah you know,
0: so I think your route he's taking is amazing. Yeah. I mean, with 10 crash, what he's doing with this, that he probably missed take that he's on with a uh, black and called oblivion. And it was him and a bunch of the people that were on that. And he owns, that. it's really good. This him, baby mother, um, Mike, and then this, a bunch of his friends, that I guess, underground, yeah. which I think that's where he wants to be. This yeah. is my opinion. You know, obviously he's had the fame, but and we reference Earl a lot. I love Earl sweatshirt. Yeah. He's a great... I'm a rider for Earl. I mean, yeah. I just am, Me you too. know what I'm saying? Um but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, but yeah. There's a time and place for other kinds of music, other rapping. So I wanted to know your opinion on, you know, what you thought about. Yeah, you know, no, I, I like it. I think it's cool. Drake, I think it's space for this
1: that. shit to exist. Like, yeah, when you look at hip hop from the '90s, it's a lot of it's a lot of rappers who you don't hear about, but it's a mm-hmm. lot of rappers. It's easily 50 that yeah. all was existing at the same time. Now, when you get online, why do you only hear about Drake or Pusha T or, you know, uh Rick Ross, mm-hmm. Meek Mill?
0: Kind of saying J.
1: Cole, yes, N. L. E. Choppa, and not because of his music. NBA Young Boy, Lil Uzi Vert, and then Two Chains. Yep. It's you could. It's like easily thirty rappers.
0: Yeah. That when you before, hear. Yeah, yeah.
1: Over and over and over again. Before it was easily you know fifty plus. Mm-hmm. And then there's varying levels of how frequently you heard about them. But mm-hmm. now it's kind of like it's set up to make you feel like it's just them and the only level of success is to be like them like yeah I think that which
0: is I hate that I hate that that's why I love I love SoundCloud mm-hmm. because you get you know and this is kind of loose related to that but like you get such an exposure to different kinds of I guess it's, it's away from, it's, main, it's not the mainstream. Yeah. You know, that's why I tell people, it's like, I gotta go to SoundCloud. Yeah. Or you go to your um, band camps, you know, that you see what else is kind of thriving. Because I just listen to straight radio stuff. I mean, it's cool. It's For what it is, you know, you can bump it and, you know, just kind of vibe, I guess. But I oh, don't know. I mean, and they, they deserve to be there. They yeah. worked mm-hmm. hard. not saying they don't work hard at all. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a reason they're on the radio like that. Yeah. But it's just so much more to... Yeah, to dive
1: into, you know, to find. That's how exactly. I even, I came up on... Uh, Soul Election. I don't know if you ever heard that before. No. Uh, so you heard of Smina? Yeah. His first project, Black Swan, was produced by a guy named Monty Booker. Or a lot of it was produced by a guy named Monty Booker. Mm-hmm. I heard of him through Soul Election, which had people like they was doing stuff with like Kate Renata. <sighs> yeah. Um like who else? Uh Mr. Carmack. Yes. Yeah, like so all these people was like you know, Soul was like a radio show, so they would play, like, all these people's joints, but, like, over an hour and 30, just, like, Wow, like a sloppers. mix, like a long mix? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, that's, I, that's like, I got into that, and jazz music, <sighs> yeah. and, like, you know, early hip-hop shit all at the same time, like, mm-hmm. through SoundCloud, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and Bandcamp, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I think those are amazing platforms to be on if people listening don't go on those often. You get... There's a whole other world on those platforms. Yeah, and you
1: got to <laughs> dig. That's the thing. Like, people yes. don't dig for stuff. I could go to the record store and dig, but you could dig online, too. Like, Spotify is just trying to feed you, like, there's what you listen to, mm-hmm. and then there's, like, a step away from what you listen to, what's familiar or, like, close to what you listen to. Yes. Spotify is not in the business of showing you music that you don't listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least not in like a high capacity. It's not equal to how frequently they show you stuff that you already listen to. So right. If you want to find new stuff, like you said, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, you're gonna to have to go find it and look yes. for it. Like, yeah.
0: And it's rewarding, you know. It's super. It definitely is, and it's it's kind of wild how hard it how really hard it is for rappers or it just music musicians period just to make just get to the surface to where they can get to the Spotify playlist and all that, and you realize like wow there's so many people trying to do this thing and that's why I like going to your band camps and choosing a random genre yeah you know experimental jazz spiritual jazz and just, just searching through the artists and just being mind blown yeah how you're much gonna talent hear some fire shit you know what I'm saying? you're gonna Dude. hear a
1: fly low who's not fly low yet you know exactly exactly he, he might need that little yeah 10, 1025 to help him buy the sp404 so he can make the and then you know it'll yeah. be whatever like
0: yeah, I I love sending just five bucks for the whole album with some random artist I find. I I love doing that. Yeah, you know Hell I'm good yeah. with that. That's what keeps it going, man. Yeah, but damn man, it's been amazing. This has yeah, been great. thank you. I, I, yeah, it
1: was a good conversation. Was yeah,
0: great. absolutely. We can go for I can go for freaking days on this. You got but, any more questions, like? Oh no, nah, we oh, Well, I want I want to know what your future is. I know you said you want to just be able to do a, live a comfortable comfortable living with a comfortable wage and all that, but do you have any plans? Yeah, that, I probably.
1: Know? I mean. I'll keep making music. Like, Yeah. My plan... This is my overall goal. So, you know, I see in five years if I haven't done it, then it didn't work. But my overall goal is to put out music and then find the information on the people who listen to my music Mm. in order to build an audience that I can live not off of, but with for a sustainable amount of time. Then... I would like to go from doing that's like that you know as far yeah. as music goes then and i want to build a label too like an independent label just people the shit that i listen to and through the process of finding all that analytic type shit like be able to have a sustainable model where basically i keep track of how i'm coming across my audience so if i find another artist and they make music that i think is good i can help them follow a similar process to do that. Yes. Do that, get a label going. Then I'd like to get into doing media, which is like asking people questions, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I like to obviously have questions asked and I could go for a long time, but I also like to ask people questions too. So, yeah. I, like, I want to start a media company, uh, but I don't really want to necessarily be the guy behind the camera mm-hmm. or anything like that. I'm more so, like, the idea guy. I could connect...
0: Yes, I can
1: connect things, I Connecting can see guys, things on cool. a larger level, yeah. probably from doing music and having to figure out how to find an
0: audience, you know. Yeah, yeah, so that makes sense. I can see that happening, man. I would, that's yeah. the
1: that's the plan, and of then course. That's pretty much, you know, yeah, media, that's music, that's it, and painting, too. No, I I'd probably, say, yeah,
0: painting. We'll talk about more about that on Free Pizza. Exactly, I'm going get, you back. I'll get yeah. you back on here, yeah. um, because we're gonna deep dove into that as well. Yeah, that's a whole exactly. different part yeah, of, whole uh, other thing. of uh, Lewis, but. Man, This is great. I'm so happy that we we're able to set this up. Thank you. Yeah. That was my, my main goals for coming back to Wilmington yeah, so soon. Hell yeah. You know, it's like I was here like a month ago. Word. Um, but yeah, man, this has been wonderful. But what song would you want people to hear on from Saturday Night Cartoons that I can play at the end of this show? Mm, probably Wrightsville. That's Wrightsville? my favorite right now. Okay, okay. And can, I, can we get off Bandcamp? Is it on there or just it's on on Bandcamp, perfect? Yeah. I'll buy it off there and I can just have the right, yeah, the I, rights and I can to, send it to you as well. I'll too. buy it. No, we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, man. for free yeah no, i'm gonna buy it right after this guy garen's up here at the end of the interview say what's up g what's up yeah we're at garen's <laughs> house This is sponsored by garen actually um world yes cool. world, slayer world slayer productions incredible um photographer who was photographed yeah to play the photograph and uh louis performing at uh plant, a plant outpost post. shout out to sarah i'll link that as Boost well dudes yeah um but Lewis is incredibly um, talented. Listen to the song at the end. We're gonna play right yeah. Um Follow him on uh, social media. Which social media?
1: Uh, Instagram at Lewis the rapper, and then Twitter at Lewis L O U I S underscore the rapper. Mm-hmm. That's, That's it.
2: Good.
0: Yeah. All right, I want sixteen right now. You want it for real? You said, "Oh, you gonna give me sixteen right now for real?" Uh, yeah. All right. Let's. Oh, let's go. I was joking. Let's uh, go to sixteen. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Let, me, let me think. Wait,
1: did I do overstanding on the? You did overstanding. Oh fuck, man! All right, hold up. Was it on his? Yeah, it was on the ship before.
2: Fuck overstanding it. is also my favorite, if it matters.
1: Yeah, but I don't want to do it again. All right, all right, all oh, right, right. Wait, wait, wait! no. no. I okay, still, still, I still got you. Yeah, yeah. Hold up, let me, let me, let me look. Real this quick. is a bonus. I got the first. I can do it off my head. I need the first, like, two words. We
0: getting the exclusive 16 bars. Okay.
1: Looking through the blinds in the peephole. Trying to see the traffic of a different street. Dissatisfied with lies in my sleep. Role cushions to keep mine at bay when we sleep. The distance from my higher self and being comfortable. Trying to lie my ego up. Nobody touching you. And never took the effort out to plant a seed. Never took the weapon out the masterpiece. People see you once, get at you. Give it true, different colors, lie to you. Mask you, run behind or the corner of the booth. Blast you, double back. Double back to the that they loved you, had you. Facts. It's hard to be when the eyes tenant this life isn't. Full service with is and the Don Mendes. Not a value, the light is in my time given. Rolled out, shedding this innocence on a fight driven.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's uh, ill bro sorry. that's awesome alright you ready for me Here's uh, good. you doing no all right, <laughs> yeah. <break me> <laughs> I was about to say fuck it bro kick, kick one so excited Lewis thank you so much yeah thank this you man this has been a pleasure to have you on the show Work. you're a ray of light I, you're gonna do so well thanks man don't forget about me when you get there bro oh no never bring man. me with you
1: never this all matters bring G2 yeah I got bring you bro up.
0: Yes. All right. Listen to the Daniel White Show by High Brew Coffee. We're sponsored by those dudes. They're amazing. Um, subscribe to us everywhere. Podcast can be heard. And we are out of here. Later. Peace.
3: Peeking outside from the window, yeah, my baby just waking up. I pull out the jar, roller endos. I'm it in the cup, and I've been too tired, had a long week. I'm planning to finish up in a good mood, good mood. So don't tell me that the rents do, it's shoes, yeah all up on my line like she knows something nah, 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 but if nah, she wanna nah, ride nah. she can hold something. Right, right. Problems coming dime a dozen Krispy Kreme chop and screw the weed as we sipping lean step into the house but I hear my mom's call out nigga get a job but Niggas I'm tired of that I told him if I paint then I paint or I rap but I'm working on my craft I can offer that. Uh, so you either sticking or you move you can choose if you thinking I'm a bud you'll be waiting on the gray, throwing 50 shades I'm in the haze rolling 50 strains you might be Amazed from the contact, so put it in your phone. I've been getting in the zone. Step back and release, then it's all basket. Spring action like the curl pattern, rolling old sad they've been telling me the dreams where the money is. Yeah, peeking outside from the window. Yeah, my baby just waking up. I pull out the jar, in indoors. I'm ashing it in the cup, and I've been too tired. Had a long week. I'm planning to finish up in a good mood, good mood. So don't tell me that the rents do issues. Uh. Yeah. Barnes and Noble reaching for these rental book fees. Think they're working with the IRS, trying to find a break, like we're skipping, cost a record for the record. But I fly our gas. If it's weak, then I address like to and from. We attest the weak, never speaking, unless you think before you speaking out. The sneaker squeaking when we move across the scene like a wide angle. Still, I'm always dealing with these calls out from XY. Talking about her next guy, knowing he a wreck out my left eye. Peeping all the game that we swear by, it's all good. Me and Sam rolling all the J's in the cut last. Don't touch my my interior is all wood. You dip, I dip, you dip, and then we splitting out. Splitting out, you just make the same move, jiffing out. Uh, that's meet references, these weaponry. Tell them they should choose us all, I like control. A peeking outside from the window. Yeah, my baby just waking up. I pull out the jaw, rolling indoors. I'm ashing it in the cup. And I've been too tired, had a long week. I'm planning to finish up in a good mood, good mood. So don't tell me that the rents do issues. Yeah.